Hello everybody, and let's exit to porch. Oh. It is currently the 29th of August, 1948, still Central European summertime, as we haven't changed quite yet. We are uh, recording the uh, eighth uh, episode of this year, season two. And we have plenty to talk about. So for those of you watching on YouTube, you can see it in front of you. Hope it's readable. We had to do some uh, adjusting. Uh, if you have any suggestions, feel free to leave them in the comments below. For those listening on other platforms, hello. <laughs> you should still have stuff in the normal way in front of you. So do not worry too much about that. I am, of course, uh, always, uh, as always, being joined by my giggling companion, Mr. Gromos the Dwarf. How are you doing, Gromos? Greetings. I'm fine. I'm uh, doing everything within my power right now, not to giggle. <laughs> it seems to be even within our nature, as far as I know. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Strange that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, we are going to jump straight into plenty of topics uh, because we we, we we need that we need that um, we um, we've made a tiny bit of an adjustment to our uh, our topic list as per usual we 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 normally have one bulk that is uh, world of warships but we're going to fold that into general gaming uh, and then we can talk about other games there too. Uh, so that if there are no World of Warships news, then we can talk about other games, which is fine. So we'll just do that. Mm -hmm. uh, but we do have some World of Warships uh, topics to talk about here. Uh, and we're going to jump straight in. And, and you're actually going to uh, set us off sailing there with, uh, with your experience with Tier 4 Brawls. Talk to me, Grumbles. What's up with this? Well, I didn't, you know, you know me, TLDR and all that. Um, <laughs> didn't really pay a lot of attention and uh, probably misread it. And I thought, oh, Tier 6 or whatever. And I think somebody was chatting about it the other day about Brawls and Tier 6. And like, have you tried it? And I was like, no, not really. But I've played a lot of Tier 6 before and I'm sure it's kind of fun and that. But I didn't, I didn't really give it a second thought. And then um, we just jumped on to do some emotional support dwarf. Um grumpy yesterday and uh while we were doing that um someone was saying oh you should try the clan brawls thing because they were uh, not clan brawl sorry the brawls thing game mode uh, so we had a little look and it, it was three of us and then we were joined by a fourth and four players in a division against four others or you can just pick up randos as you go along mm -hmm. and um and it was tier four so of course they gave me a perfect opportunity to play the clubson uh, over and over again, uh, and uh, it was pretty. It was pretty hilarious. So it was a. It was interesting because they'd set it up on actually like more mid mid to higher tier maps, um, but obviously all crunched, condensed in and whatnot, uh, with the the overlapping A and B spawns, um, and it was just you know just what it says in the tin. Go brawl, sure. Let's have at it. And then you've got, you know, people trying to... And because at Tier 4, there's not too many ships that are really massively overpowered. There's a few that are strong. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, if people take a CV, it was it was a little bit uh, frustrating. But we didn't, didn't automatically mean you lose. It just depends on the composition you chose. So you can actually ha have four ships uh, 
and you could not have a CV and the enemy team could have one. Um, but the downside for them, uh, and one of the ones we want, is that obviously if it didn't work out so well for them, then it's a whole bunch of our team chasing down a CV that can't do a lot, really. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all in all, it was just pretty hilarious fun. Um, Grumpy was playing the Kuma, uh, like Ooh. an oversized destroyer, and just, just because of hydro, so that was, like, pretty and powerful. Good and guns. Good guns, torpedoes, and... That was pretty hilarious. I did the clubson and managed to wiggle my way into more torps than I actually avoided a lot of the time, but um, it was kind of funny. And, uh, yeah, players, you know, getting the old um, um, Arkansas Bader out there. <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah. Um, and a uh, few people were playing the Queen Mary because Tier 4, it's not often your battleship or battlecruiser, has also got torpedoes. <laughs> yeah, well, right, so. yeah. Yeah, it was pretty pretty fun. So um, yeah, it was it was really enjoyable, just and refreshing. And we must have played I don't know about eight to ten games of it or something. It was, nice. it was a good laugh. Good. I I I gotta say I like the brawls because they're mm-hmm. the randoms, but with weird rules, mm-hmm. which I really like. So and and, and when we have kind of asked for something like that where you have where you have you have a rolling thing going like we mm-hmm. talked a bit about the with um with the um dirigible derby and so on mm-hmm. having some of these game modes go on on rotation uh, and, and it kind of feels like they're doing that a tiny bit with, with brawls because mm-hmm. they come back and once in a while they're tiered like they're just one versus one sometimes they're 12 versus 12 but they're only at this tier and so they're kind of cool and I like it so how, mm-hmm. how many were it per team this time it was four said it was four v four yeah yeah at tier four that's kind of cool I felt like a good, I think the game, the time limit was like about eight minutes or something, seven or eight minutes. Um, it was just, it was just fun because you'd have a go, you could mess it up, but you don't have to wait forever for it to be over if you do, you know, and alternatively, you can, we had a lot of back and forth battles and things and it's just fun. It's just, you know, cause you've got to be there. You can't ignore the, the, uh, circles and that. The cat points. Uh, it was just 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 a good laugh, and it was just nice to be able to play something different at, at the lower tier without feeling either that you're you know seal clubbing or whatever. Or which you know we've talked about that before. It's not as prevalent or relevant as it used to be in the past. But anyway, um, because you know this was specifically people opting into this game mode, so it was uh, it was just uh, it was just good fun. Nice, nice. So yeah, yeah. Thank you, Wargaming, for that. Let's mm-hmm. let's have more of those. Let's have more of those where like it could be at a random tier with X amount of people in it. Not not let's not throw twelve versus twelve. Like that that's why we have randoms. Let's be fair. Mm-hmm. And there are enough random things going on in randoms, so yeah, it's mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you um? Is this something you would return to if you knew that, yeah, brawls are going to be coming back every other week or something like that? Is is this something you'd game for? I think so. I, I, I am pretty sure I would. It's a nice way to get together with, you know, uh, some some div friends or whatever, or even just play it as a random 
sort of mercenary or whatever. Um, but I, I, I think it's it, it's good to have these variations, and we've talked about this with other modes that we've enjoyed as well. And um, it kind of it takes away some of that stress that maybe isn't as obvious that you're experiencing in the game, in the sense of of the um. It's going to sound weird, but like the repetitiveness of random battles, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, or or maybe it's uh, the build-up of some of the more subtle stresses and strains that you can feel. You know, that whole, oh, I'm always getting these bad teams. Oh, my luck's out today. Oh, why do I get the silly DD player and, and this kind of thing <laughs> that builds up? And you don't, you know, of course, it's the same game essentially, so you can have all those things. But because it's, it's kind of like... Um, over it's a very uh, rapid uh, flow and because you, for a lot of players you're playing in a different you know obviously a different formation and everything different sort of tactical approach to it but also you're not playing tier fours all that often mm. either so you don't have these overpowered ships so you have to lean more heavily on your experience and your decision making and um and then obviously whatever the others do so i i, I think that it's very healthy um, for the population to have these different modes, and I think that it would be, um, it, 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 we'll get onto this topic a bit later with the communication, but it's, um, I don't know how they can make it more uh, obvious or more like sort of publicize it differently or something. Mm. Maybe they have to make it uh, more rewarding. I think I got a lot of money when I first, the first couple of games or something, and apparently uh, someone was saying, I don't know, don't quote me on the numbers or anything, but someone was saying is that there's a bundle of, of coal that's available if you complete like a whole series of them or play enough of them or whatever it is. Yeah, um, that's, that's what they usually give for the brawls. Mm -hmm. Like there's coal and and, and cash for it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you, you definitely do get rewards. Mm -hmm. It's not steel. Not steel, but you you do get rewards, so it's it, it should be worth playing. That it should be. Yeah. All right. So for me, I just found it very it's very low stress because you go into it a different mindset. You go into mm. it typically with the mindset of well, you know, you want to compete and you want to enjoy it, have fun, and, and have a good game and everything, and win, of course. But again, because it's quicker and you're tier four, you don't have that same kind of like sort of expectation or put your put even the pressure on yourself that can sometimes lead to some of that stress that we feel in the game i feel here's an idea mm -hmm. what if ranked was brawls but there were no stars there were no there were no rankings there were no leagues or anything it was just simply you win and then that gives you a chunk of steel and you lose and you get a chunk of coal hmm. interesting i mean the first part of that sounds kind of like my mindset for rank these days anyway yeah. <laughs> just play rank. but i I've, I've said it was like randoms with uh with steel as a bonus but actually yeah. that's that's wrong or not a good way of describing it i don't think having played it a little bit more because you're playing on a smaller team yeah and because the points um kind of have more of a, more of a meaning um in that scenario i think that, that that it already works quite well but i agree with you i think the um kind of the runners up prize type thing could be could be interesting of course 
the the flip side of that would probably be well you know then people are just going to double down and keep playing um but i agree I, I i don't know i think there's a healthy space in the game for some degree of competitiveness um and but 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 rank feels like it's in an odd space right now it, it ironically does. i don't i want to be careful talking about it because i don't really want it to change because i'm using it to just farm <laughs> steel right but <laughs> maybe maybe it needs some more th a rethink because what's it's kind of like what's the point of that now yeah no like i whenever i touch on ranked and there's a reason why i don't do it while on stream because it's just it gets me going because of this whole win and and lose and this the whole lose a star kind of thing or save a star system mm-hmm like, if you just get rid of the star system, I think people would chill the fuck out about it. <laughs> you know? If they, they would, people would go like, ah, oh well, we lost. Let's just try again. Because mm -hmm. your progress on the steel doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. and, and there's no leagues to worry about or anything. It's just people play ranked, and then you have seasons of it, and then you can see how much are you able to get. But... I don't know. That was it was just an idea off the top of my head. That mm -hmm. this whole how, oh God, just had dinner. It's a bit of a hiccup. <laughs> uh, just with how the prices are supposed to be, be divided. Oh my God, what's going on now? Yeah, calm down, body. Calm down. Calm we're down, the, body. We're, we're we're in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> okay. Uh, right? Yeah, no, I'm fine. Just okay. hiccups in the <laughs> okay. middle of it, and yeah, you know, it's, it's just crazy. Mm. Uh, where were we? All right, well, the warships. Mm -hmm. Uh, last time we talked a bit, or actually quite extensively, about the economic bonuses, mm -hmm. and we are now a month later. Mm -hmm. And I gotta say, man, I'm. I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. I'm really, really into it. Yep. Um, as a system, yes, there are some places where it could be easier to reach the screen. It's not super obvious where it is. Mm -hmm. um, it, I still feel like we could have a, a like a ready room where everything happens. But as far as how to use the economic bonuses the way they're described to you, the way they are applied per game. It's not that, oh, you now have this bonus for one hour or whatever. No, it's it's applied to this one game. It's, oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. One thing I've also noticed is for my sake is that if I want to do a very specific ship grind, Mm -hmm. I want to get from the, I don't know, the Erlen to the, what's the next one? Uh, Uster, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. um, then I can actually sit down and say, right, uh, screw, uh, screw credits, screw all the others. Let's just boost ship XP. And it'll help me immensely there. Mm-hmm. That can also help in certain uh, tasks that are ongoing. <coughs> Dockyard. Uh, <laughs> and, and 
kudos, kudos to Wargaming for following through on this. Because they have said med a long time ago, they, they want to do this. And they are able to, and they did it in a good way. Mm -hmm. What's what's your experience with it? Uh, I think it's working. I think it's... So I want to caveat it by saying um, that uh, for the most part, I have like, let's just call it enough credits. <laughs> so, you know, being able to sell all of those, a lot of the camos, not all, but a lot if you want to and that kind of thing. I think it's put a lot of people in a good sort of credit situation. And of course, the flip side of that is that, well, that's going to be designed to disappear whatever over time I'm not going to comment on that too too uh uh deeply or whatever but i would say that my my impression is that overall with the changes firstly i like the bonuses and that i think that system it seemed a bit weird at first because like wow it's quite radically different in you know to what we've been used to for all these years but um it makes sense the way it's listed up on the screen and everything makes sense it would have been still nice if they had done a remove all the bonuses from all ships or remove all the bonuses for um xp grinding from mm -hmm. all the premium and specials you know however they would have would have done that or whatever um i think that would have been a nice move to just have everything dumped in everyone's uh in everyone's reserve and have it available for use um maybe they could have done like or maybe they did do i don't know maybe i missed it um a little click through like you go here 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 near drag this to here kind of you know like an optional tutorial kind of thing um i didn't see one i don't remember whether there was one it was probably just on their on their youtube videos or something but i think it could have been cool to have like an optional like highlighted tutorial button you know ec new to economic bonuses confused click here kind of thing yeah. and just have it like walk you through and maybe even like drag and drop or whatever like a little mini game um that might have been an idea but i don't know how much programming and all that's probably just another thing that could have been bugged or whatever so um but overall i think it's um once you kind of wrapped your head around it it's not like it's that complex um it uh, it makes sense it's kind of easy to follow um i like the click on it and the drop down menu kind of thing or whatever the pop up and then you pick the one you want at each level um uh and i find it can like in terms of actual economy of the game you know even at tier 10s or whatever i'm i'm making money if you play you know if you're comfortable at that tier uh and you know decent enough at playing it kind of thing I'm, I'm not patting myself on the back i'm just saying if you don't have to do anything special mm. but um or be a unicum or whatever else you just play the game do a moderate to, to half decent level and you'll make money it's uh it's as simple as that indeed indeed no it, it's a really good system mm. but like you say a tiny bit of a this is where you click and, and this is how you do it might be might be nice because I did have a lot of questions like the first week of streaming so mm -hmm. many people come in so how does this work and how do you do things like, like where where do I find this uh, and where do I find this seemed to have been the most common question uh, mm -hmm. because uh, well it wasn't like it, it was lit up with a star like they do with everything else. <laughs> yeah. Let's not talk about that too much, but yeah, they mm -hmm. just a tiny bit, tiny bit more. But we're talking nitpicking here, honestly. We're talking nitpicking. And and once we're down to a nitpicking level, things are yep. pretty good. Yep. Let's, let's be fair there. Let's be fair. 
I know a lot of people were uh, were scared of uh, like, uh, but what's gonna happen to all my flags? And I'm 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 in a net profit loss or a net loss or a... no, you're not. <laughs> you're not. Trust me. <laughs> mm-hmm. You are you are gaining more, and yeah, but this is only because of shutty. Just no, stop. You know. There's always going to be these negative Nancys out there that are going to be harping on about the system. And, oh, the old days were better than play a different game. <laughs> you know? Because end of the day, it still needs to develop. It still needs to go forward. Uh, because if not, then people are going to be complacent and we're going to have... Uh, we're going to have a churn. Uh, and and a negative churn even like you're not going to be able to make up for the amount of play people that you're going to be losing if you don't do new things and keep on uh, making things better. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and and honestly, I've seen more variations of camos these days than I used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's really nice. Like yeah, that's the other part I like as well. Is is I like the change uh, to the camos. Like, I'm feeling like looking like this today, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's really nice. I want to have a school bus mino. No, instead, let's make a really white mino. Or no, let's have the German <laughs> mino. You know, it's all of those things. And you can just throw it on there without thinking of any sort of, oh, what kind of bonuses am I getting? You know. Yep. And and that's that's probably one of the best things. Mm-hmm. There's there is no penalty to not going out without a camo anymore. And that is probably the mm-hmm. best. Like you shouldn't you shouldn't be penalized for not having money to do to do even the most basic things. That's yep. that's kind of how I'm thinking about this. Yeah, and, I agree. And that's where they're where we're ending up now. Yep. It is. It's uh it took me a, a while, a little not a long time, actually less time than I thought, um, to get used to the whole, you know, naked ships doesn't matter kind of thing. Mm. Um it's never been something that's massively bothered me. It was always just like, Oh dear, you know, little eye roll yeah. like, Yeah, whatever, who cares? Uh some people have been bothered a lot more by it. But this has never bothered me that much. But uh it's kind of nice now that I've gotten used to it that you just don't think of it at all. It's like, oh, naked ship. Okay, who cares? And, and it's kind of nice to see the the pure steel, like the mm-hmm. the, the, yep. the, the gunmetal gray as such yep. on, on some of the ships, because a lot of the ships really do look nice in their bare bones configuration. Mm-hmm. And There's definitely some ships that it suits better than others, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but I do fully agree with you. It's... Uh, there's plenty of ships. A lot of the original, um, the OG US um, battleships remind me of that because they were very... Uh, they, they, I used to like playing them naked sometimes deliberately, even though you were missing out on certain yeah. bonuses or whatever because they just look cool. North so you Carolina don't do that for too long because then you get slapped and you think, Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. exactly. North Carolina and Iowa are, are two of those yep. that really stand out as like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is this is how this battleship is supposed to look, you know? Yep. So there's there's definitely that. But we, what you mentioned with, uh, with naked ships is, you know, uh, as a streamer, jumping into a naked ship and then getting into battle and going, no, 
Oh, <laughs> oh I'm naked. No. And then no. your entire stream knows. You know, that that's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the thing for us, but don't have to worry about that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, anything else we should say about economic bonuses? Like, are we... Uh, not really. Uh, the only other minor thing is I quite like being able to pick uh, from the four things you can pick from or whatever. I quite like being able to pick uh, the economic bonuses for the daily containers. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just nice that they included that as a, as a choice, even if that sometimes you just get some credits or whatever and there's always like three things in there so it yeah. usually works out quite well and then obviously the change to the signals now when you pick signals you're not getting decorative things you're getting you know more more of and more chance of the yeah, things that exactly. you uh, don't need to spend your hard-earned credits or coal on so that's i appreciate that as well <laughs> i i i even I mean, it, it struck me the other day i was watching grumpy and Grumpy is one of those people that has been anemic when it comes to flags and camos for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And 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 I noticed the other day that, huh, Grumpy actually has signals. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Where do these mm-hmm. come from? And, and it struck me, ah, new system. Ah, okay, there mm-hmm. you go. Yep. So that's, uh, it's good to see. It's good to see. Um, So on, on the basis of that mm-hmm. good communication from wargaming yep they they talked about it they informed us about when things would happen and i'm just overall very happy mm-hmm. because yep. like sitting there as a cc i naturally get a lot of questions mm-hmm but I'm one of those clueless ones that are I'm I'm here to <laughs> make people smile and enjoy the game. I'm not here to be a source of information, even though I should be. But it's very nice that they've stepped up their communication game because then I can relax a tiny bit, you know? Yep. Absolutely. I think that's a good thing and it's a very healthy uh, situation and uh, bodes very well. I, I agree. I'm not trying to like blow smoke up or nothing. I just think it's uh it's worth commenting on the positives because there's always so many. Uh, it's easy to, rather, not so many. It's easy to pick on the one or the other thing. You know, yeah. I know there's a few other things that um, some of the more deep, deep dive people um, have spotted, you know, a few bugs here and there and some aiming and whatever. But, you know, are they things that completely break and ruin the game? Not really. Um, if it hits your favorite ship, <laughs> maybe, you know, if you had that one match where it's like, oh, I would have won if it wasn't for this or bug or whatever. Mm. Sure. And and that's more the topic, like the, the content saturation type thing. But, um, you know, there's probably a few things that they could take a bit of a breather. They won't, but they could take a breather and say, okay, let's just do some bug fixes. Let's just do a few little quality of life things here and mm-hmm. there. Um, take a month off kind of thing, but... You know that's the, it's, it's their prerogative, really. It is indeed, and 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 when it comes to uh, content saturation, um, you mentioned in the editorial meeting, a mm-hmm. hey. uh, that you are now starting to enjoy the the German battle cruisers, mm-hmm. and you haven't even touched the French or the uh, the, the British mm-hmm. cruisers that have come out. Yep, and. And the thought that struck me then was that, okay, 
are they developing the game for those who play every single day, day in and day out, or are they developing the game for uh, for the masses? Mm-hmm. Like, do you develop a game for for average Joe Schmo who plays uh, three to four days a week, maybe at most, uh, and maybe an hour here, maybe an hour there? Or do you mm-hmm. develop the game for those who are there constantly? So for us that are always there, mm-hmm. we will see content saturation. We will be we will be in the midst of it all all the time and kind of go, holy shit, another thing coming now? <laughs> what the hell is this? And and we're still working on the old one. Whereas mm-hmm. the average player in World of Warships that 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 plays once in a while comes in and he's like oh what's this ah cool that's uh that's a reward i wouldn't mind jumping in for and mm-hmm. then they they play a bit extra for that period and then they're gone again yep uh so so for them these are probably really cool and 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 then once in a while you get an email about something going on and they'll go ah eh, no I don't care about this, mm-hmm. uh, but you'll jump in on those that you like, German battle cruisers for instance, and it, and then you'll you'll just play the heck out of things and get your all your stuff and your sleeping and your camos and mm-hmm. spend a bit of doubloons here and there and be like hey nice, yep but you're not you're not con you you're not sitting there consuming YouTube content and Twitch content and blog posts and so on, and you're not producing mm-hmm. it yourself. So you will not notice the content saturation. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see what you mentioned with uh, with that, with just, okay, this month is bug fix. Mm-hmm. And then we do content, bug fix, content, bug fix, content, you know? That yeah. could, it could be healthy. Uh, and I know we've mentioned it before, but War Thunder has that sort of cycle. Mm-hmm. They they even show it off like, in, in their in-game news that we fixed this. Like th- That's an actual post that shows up. We fixed this. And then there's a yep. list of stuff that they fixed and addressed. Yep. And I, I love that from Gaijin. Like, that's an openness from them that is important. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, it's, uh, I, I get it. I see all the sides of it. Um, I think, I don't know. It, it, I guess the part of it is that the way they've, they've probably set up their teams and everything as well is that they, it's not like it's the same 10 people doing all those things. Um, uh, but I, I, I do still feel like it would, I, I, you know, I can't evidence it obviously, but I do have this gut feeling that, uh, it would be healthier overall if there was this uh um this alternating cycle you know a month of new content and a month of bug fixes and you wouldn't have to stick to it like uh, religiously or whatever you know if they've got something that's ready to go cool bring it yeah um but other but be, be you know of course it i guess it depends on how easily you can decouple something if that happens to be the thing that caused then a new bug um, or something un- un- unexpected, you know. What do you do? What do you do then? But I, I do think it would be healthy. Maybe the their point of view is: look, we've got this list of bugs, but it's really not that many. Or 
um, not as much as you're thinking or whatever. I, I don't know. Like, it, it could be. It could be the fact that they're, they actually don't have that many bucks. Mm -hmm. Or that they are so heavily ingrained that we're talking almost a rebuild of certain things. I I don't know. These are all assumptions made by the community. Mm -hmm. uh, because, well, who hasn't heard the term spaghetti code when anybody talks about <laughs> uh, the development of World of Warships? And but, but we're probably also seeing uh, a lot of this already be starting to be fixed like um many people will probably remember the um the issue popping up regarding how fast a ship could fire and that if you had a really fast firing ship that it couldn't really fire enough because the tick rate on the servers wasn't high enough and so on a lot of tech talk behind it that is one of those things that usually sticks around because of old code mm -hmm. and that has been fixed now but but in that <laughs> like honestly they could go ah eh, we don't care mm -hmm. we're gonna leave that because the game works you know that they could honestly say that and there was yeah. just nothing we could do about it but they went like, okay, you know what? No, this is something we need to address. This is something we need to do something about. Mm -hmm. And and there probably is going to be some somebody out there. Yeah, it's only because the the community made a fuss about it. No, no, the community made a fuss about it because <laughs> a lot of these places are echo chambers. But, and you you'd be you'd be surprised to learn this. A lot of these bugs are also found. Firstly, by the community. Mm. Because in small-scale testing that a lot of devs have to do in these sort of situations where your service is live, you can't have 8,000 people at the same time doing the testing for you. Mm -hmm. They probably have the money to pay them, but it's just, it's just stupid... Like, how do you report everything? How do you record everything for the testing and so on? So, mm -hmm. <laughs> some of the time, some of these bugs that are down to core game experience will have to be discovered by the community and will have to be addressed by the community. And then the go, dev goes, oh, bollocks, we will <laughs> fix that. This happens in normal IT world too, way too many times. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, no, it's uh, I'm 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 still saying kudos to Wargaming for all the communication and and for keeping up when there are so many sources to negative things out there that mm -hmm. uh, that can easily be thrown at them. Um, but they're still keeping up and doing a good job. And, uh, and I think a lot of it has to do with, um, and I'm going to pat the backs of their community team. Their community team does well in keeping up with what people are putting out. Hi, Chag, by the way, I know you're listening <laughs> and, and I know you're probably 
bringing some of these things to attention to others from time to time. Uh, and I want to thank you for that. And not just you. I know there are other podcasts out there that people are talking about stuff. And it's coming to Wargaming's attention. And it's good. Like, this is part of that communication that I really like. So, yep. thank you. Uh, speaking of communication... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Segway! Or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Segway, probably. <laughs> speaking of communication, The Angler... Mm-hmm. Uh, we just played that, and uh, I want to thank Blutnum for communicating mm-hmm. to me that I should uh, probably tip uh, WeHype uh, about you and your love for fishing games. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we're recording the, uh, the the episode, the NDA has not lifted. Well, the NDA has lifted, but the embargo on ratings and such has not lifted. But as the episode goes live... The embargo has been lifted. Unless they suddenly change things, and that's and then we'll we're just gonna have to be uh, based there. on our knowledge at the time, etc., yeah. etc. Et yeah, yeah. And, and that's what we need to go on. Uh, the angler grumbles. Yes. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think it's uh, it was a really fun experience. Uh, I really enjoyed the mixture of the fishing, but also having access to a sort of open world. Mm. Being able to drive or boat around, especially the boating, uh, or just walking around the place and looking for a spot. Um, I thought they've got, you know, it's it's kind of in that alpha or an early beta sort of stage. Um, so there's a whole bunch of stuff coming, even some stuff that's committed to before uh, the release on the 31st. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously development track after that. Um, I mean... I'm not going to give out a rating or a score or anything like that, even even if this is posted afterwards, because I need to probably play it another again. And I guess the main thing I can say is, do I want to play it again? Yes. What did why? Because I really enjoyed co-op together with yourself and being able to play with up to twelve people together uh, is pretty phenomenal. Um, and uh, it's just relaxing. Uh, it's not often you find a game or, uh, you know, I, I guess everybody's got their kind of got their go-tos, but you can literally just sit there, you know, and just chill on a boat, fishing or not, or whatever, or just go and sit somewhere and sort of admire the view. And you can just basically relax in that game. Yeah. Um, and I uh, I, uh, I applaud them for that. Because, um, you know, maybe I'm just not looking in all the right places or whatever, but... Um, I found that thoroughly enjoyable experience. Um, definitely playing again. Um, definitely wanting to do co-op. And uh, if you're just having one of those days or whatever where, um, you know, you just feel like you need to chill out, relax, and switch your brain off a little bit, uh, it's 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 really good for that. But also, if you know about fishing, um, I dare say, uh, you know, I'll leave that to comment for the people that, that know what they're talking about there. But I dare say there's uh, there's a heck of a lot to be had from it in that regard as well. I mean, I was I was enjoying the fishing element to it as well, and I'm not somebody that's a knowledgeable fisher or anything. Yeah, no, like it seemed from both our communities, uh, because we streamed it together, that people were like, "Oh yeah, for this you can use this sort of bait, and these lines mean this." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Huh, okay." And and from my little 
experience with with fishing in that way it it seemed to kind of carry over as a skill you could employ in the game yeah and and i like it and yeah. like you said the, the ability to kind of shut off your brain and sit back and relax and just say yeah let's just chew the fat let's just talk about whatever Yep. While we wait for something to go strike, and then you have a moment of fighting with a or battling, as they call it, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. a fish, and then you it's it's with you, and then you just kind of yeah, now we relax again. Nice, yeah. you know. It, it made sense, right? And I felt like it wasn't like in-depth simulation level where you had to like really understand and really focus and which for me would have taken away. So like as a casual player of that kind of thing, it it would have been difficult, I think, to have enjoyed it to the level I did. But because it was more relaxed, more casual, um, it it felt very accessible and kind of open for anyone to come and play it. And I think that will will be a big success factor for them. Yeah, we're not talking, on a waxing moon, you need to use this bait (laughs) while you're downwind from the bear (laughs) peeing on the tree behind you. Mm-hmm. What? You know, but your point's absolutely right, though, Tiger. You're spot on in that people were bringing their knowledge and experience and saying, "Try this and this, do that and that," and you know, not in a backseating way, but just like this will probably help, or that's how this is how that will work. Yeah. And you could apply that into the game, so it was well thought through. Of course, you know, obviously that's what they're going to do. It wouldn't make sense if it was completely uh, against all those kind of things. But it was just. It was just nice the way they'd done it. Like you could feel, you could pick a few tips up um, from from chat, and you could take that and apply that in the game. And and hey, presto, you were you were doing better than you were like five minutes ago. Yeah, and that, that felt really good. And it was so nice to mm-hmm. to just sit there, me and you, talking like we do on this podcast, or doing mm-hmm. the grumbling or whatever. Mm-hmm. But. There were no instant torpedo threat. There were no <laughs> bears coming to chew us up as we were fishing in the river. There were no dynamites going off in the background and lions <laughs> charging through this, you know? There yep. was none of that. And that kind of, that really helped the 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 relaxation even more. Mm-hmm. And that was super nice. Like, yep. honestly, it, it was. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. I will definitely be playing this again. But, again, like you said, I don't think I'm ready to give it a score. Mm-hmm. However, knowing how many hours I have in The Hunter and in Generation Zero, because this is from the same people, mm-hmm. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be up there. It definitely yeah. is. Uh, and I can definitely see this being... Both an both an on stream shenanigans kind of thing and off stream shenanigans kind of thing because, uh, like you said, twelve people being able mm-hmm. to fit twelve people in and uh, and yeah, almost using it as a a town hall or a or, or or such for the for the stream could be nice. And uh, and we touched a bit on the on the the role play part of it, and, and I'm I'm into that too. <laughs> I'm very yep. into that too. So yeah, yeah. I think that could be uh, phenomenal. It's uh, 
and yeah it's just it's just open to to all of that and i think that's that's the sign when you've got a, a, a good product with so much potential of course they still have to deliver on that potential yes no doubt um but what, what, what what's you know nothing wrong with that what's the alternative having a game that's kind of already already peaked in <laughs> alpha and not going anywhere that's that's not really what you want either so no no that's that's definitely not what you want as a as a dev so yeah the angler first impressions nice mm-hmm. nice <laughs> Uh, I don't have a segue for this. Oh, yeah, no, no I, I, I tried, I tried thinking of a segue, but okay. it's it didn't work. Well, <laughs> next next time, we'll, I'm sure we'll catch one next time. Yeah, I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, big news for us partners on Twitch as mm-hmm. we're moving into the streaming slash content creation part of it. Partner exclusivity is gone. Mm-hmm. And for the average Joe watching on Twitch, that might be like a, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. For the partners, however, this is big. Partners had an exclusivity clause in uh, in our contracts that stated that we could not have our Twitch content or we could not produce content, all depending on your contract, on other platforms. With the CEO of Twitch going out and saying that they now encourage people to be on other platforms, to uh, to promote themselves on other platforms, they kind of had to get rid of that. Because I think they want more people to be able to go on TikTok and say, hey, I'll be streaming on Twitch then and there. Jump on over. Let's talk. Let's hang out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they want more people to be able to come in. Because they have probably also... I don't know if this is sort of a an admission of... Uh, we have no way of fixing this, but uh, discoverability. We've talked about <laughs> it. But I, th- I think it's them kind of going, we're going to have to work a bit too long and hard in order to fix that. So let's just get rid of the exclusivity. Could um, be, you know, I guess we'll never know until somebody hacks into the system and leaks the data. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so with that, I want, I want to point out to any partners listening out there, this does not mean that you can uh, stream at the same time Right, like through a restream service or such to YouTube or other places. But it means that the minute you close your stream on Twitch, you could technically go live on any other platform. Like there's no embargo. There's no there's no stopping you from instantly mm-hmm. exporting your Twitch stream to YouTube as it is right there and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, which is good. Uh, yeah. Not that I think that Twitch actually followed up on that, but yeah. And I think they they said as well, didn't they? Technically, that that uh, the policies aren't fully updated yet uh, with all of this, but they're not there. They specifically stated that they're not going to like follow up on any of these things in a negative sense. So yeah. Um, they're going to finish the paperwork in the new year, but in the meantime, they won't be uh, aggroing anybody who's done it. Yeah, which is good. 
because with more and more people kind of um, going for content creation as a, as a revenue stream, mm -hmm. you need to be able to diversify. Yeah. And, Absolutely. and Twitch are aware of that. So, yeah. I think it's going to be interesting to see how people do it. I know there's a lot of people excited that have been using um, TikTok service. Um, yeah, TikTok has. That's actually another thing that I just remembered uh, that isn't on our topic list. But TikTok now has the ability uh, to uh, to be streamed to from um, from OBS, so not just through your phone, uh, but also the ability to stream your gameplay to, to TikTok. And I know that's big for a lot of streamers. A lot of affiliates I know about have streamed on TikTok their their face while also being live on on Twitch with their gameplay and a separate mm -hmm. game cam. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and then they've uh, they've been able to to get a lot of attention through that. So good on them. Uh, other functions, other things going on. The charity function that we talked about last time briefly yep. is now being rolled out fully. Yep. Uh, I, have you looked at it? Uh, I haven't looked at it in depth, only um, the stuff from the blog. Um, but I do hope that I'll get an opportunity to, to use it. I guess there's a certain overlap or, or things that makes me think of like the Tiltify services, um, uh, soft giving and similar like that. Yep. So I don't know what that's going to do in in that space overall. Um, be interesting to see how that develops. But I do like the sort of simplicity, at least again on the surface, not having used it yet. But I like the that it offers you this opportunity to do it kind of one stop on, on the Twitch platform directly um, and that uh, all of the um, activities that occur, you know, gift subs, uh, it basically sets your, your stream into charity mode and then everything is um, uh, no longer a, a slice going to the Twitch service and uh, it appears in all your activity feeds and all that kind of goodness. Um, so it, it just makes it easier for both the streamer and uh, and the viewer stroke donator mm. to know what they're doing. And there's also a built-in donation function mm -hmm. in that. So it's not just donations, it's uh, uh, it's uh, um, actually, hold on, because I, ha I have this available on Life from the North. Let me have a look at this. One thing I want to note, it's so far only for uh, things going on in the US. And I hope they're able to go worldwide with it. Please. Uh, I, I checked on the dev blog and it said that as of August 24th, mm. the charity tool is out of beta and available to all partners and affiliates. Yes, it's it's available to all partners and affiliates. However, the only charities you can find are US-based oh, ones. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, I really feel like if I want to use it as a Norwegian or, or as somebody sitting in Europe, I want to be able to do something for something in Europe, mm -hmm. if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and but it's very straightforward. Like you, you have a UI. You, you you can even sort by categories. You can search 
like one of the first ones that pop up for me when I go in there is, for instance, Able Gamers, which is a wonderful um, uh, charity. Kind of like, um, oh, what's the UK one that Cola was part of? I don't know. Not better help, but they they give a lot. Like they make custom gaming gear, and and yep. they help people with disabilities be able to game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Able Gamers does the same thing, only it's in the U.S. Okay. Um, but like St. Jude's uh, Children's Research Hospital is there. Trevor Project, Women in Games. Uh, Trans Lifeline, Wounded Warrior Project, um, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Th- there's so many. There's so many different ones here. Like, and this this is just the first few that I get up on the screen. Mm-hmm. So I choose then, and then I set my goal uh, between one to fifty or a custom one. Um, mm-hmm. and then I just start it, and it'll be its own panel. On the mm-hmm. charity. So, right, okay. so making charity easier to be done so you don't have to set it up through a third party or such. Very nice. Yep. But it but it says here, um uh and I'm I'm translating on the go here, so <laughs> bear with me. Mm-hmm. Uh how to collect money uh for a charity on Twitch. One, choose a charity. Uh, choose from a list of registered uh, five, uh, 501c3 uh, charities. Is it something registry that is official? Uh, turn on your charity. Um, give your viewers uh, an opportunity to uh, easily donate to support a worthy cause. Three, uh, make a difference. Donations are a safe are safe and uh, automatic, uh, automatically delivered through PayPal giving fund uh, for charity. Um, subscriptions and bits go to your channel and not to the charity, it says here. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to say, okay, let's have X amount of percentages still go to uh, the charity. That would be super nice to be able to adjust that instead of having to wait and then do it manually afterwards right i i do believe that that could be good so yeah uh it's it's a very easy and straightforward system that it is and mm-hmm. uh and we need more of those we yep. do uh but then again this is how this is how uh, charities or uh, organizations such as uh uh Oh, help me out here. We did the thing for them. You do a lot for them. You mentioned them earlier. The charity itself, hope for the day. No, uh, the 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 third party organization. Oh, soft giving. Soft giving. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, Those like (laughs) they still are able to provide like a lot of goodies, like the giveaways, which are. Nice and and the background system, which is always nice, uh, mm-hmm. with notifications and so on. And and I don't know if any notifications will be popping up when you give through the uh, the Twitch one. 
Yeah, I don't. I, I'm. Uh, I'm not sure either. It wasn't that clear when I was sort of reading through it before. I guess we'll just have to. Uh, at some point, I'll do uh, a charity one using it and yeah. see what uh, what it how it works. But I do really appreciate it, and I'm I'm very enthusiastic about it because, like you know, it gives um, partners and affiliates just a much easier path to getting into that kind of thing. And you know, we all know that uh, there's people out there that need help every single day. So being able to um, get more people um, more easily able to um, plug into those kind of things and provide that kind of help um, is a really positive move. So like it. Thanks, Twitch. Yes, indeed. Like we've said so many times before, the um, it, it's important for us to actually give kudos where we're people and organizations do something right and this this is a, a move in the right way um speaking of other good moves that are towards the right way shared ban information we are now uh, a month or two into it and it's it's working well yep it is really working well we we had another um instance of uh of somebody popping up and being angry uh, because uh, shared ban information uh, has now been uh, been delivered out to a wide network of people that we trust. And that means uh, that this delinquent is now being stopped in, uh, in, in, in their tracks. And I feel that's good. Um, especially in this case where it was somebody malicious uh, that uh, has been uh, like we're not, not going to mention too much but they they yeah. they are an issue let's put it like mm -hmm. that uh, and uh, I hope they get uh, some help uh, what's uh, have you had any extra experiences with it um, no, just, just the positive. I think what it's done is we'd already put a, quite a lot of work and, and a lot of energy, especially yep. from our moderators, um, across multiple streams, just kind of communicating and, and, uh, sharing information and things. And, you know, we want to reiterate as well that it is information that can then be utilized in the context of something going on somewhere else. These are not just like, typically speaking, these are not just like a carpet, you know, ban or whatever this is this is you know still due consideration is given and and the information reviewed um but it does also mean that we can preempt um situations uh from arising that would be very unpleasant for the vast majority of people there the the streamers the moderators and the and the viewers so um i think what it's done is it's raised the level of awareness mm -hmm. of this and it's encouraged more and more people to kind of reach out and and share um, generally their thoughts and experiences and, um, and information of this nature. So I think it's a very, very welcome thing. Of course, there's like with any of these kind of things, there's always a possibility of it being, you know, uh, used not as intended or whatever. Um, but in our specific cases, um, across our various network of, of streamers and moderators, it's been a very, very, uh, been a big win. Yeah. Um, and again, especially because it's raised the awareness and the profile of this topic so that so that people don't feel alone isolated or whatever or you know harassed by individuals and that kind of thing 
one thing I really like about this system is mm -hmm. the fact that if we get a bot uh, that is uh, popping in and, and spamming mm -hmm. and we ban it on my channel and if you have it be restricted so that uh, any chats that are on that list uh, don't go into chat directly, you'll still see it and then be able to kind of go, oh, okay, let's just completely ban it from here too. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and But it doesn't pop up into chat at all yep. for the chatters, which is, you know, mm -hmm. it removes a security risk. Yep. Because that's part of it. You Like, you're sitting there, uh, chat is flying, um, and you're supposed to click on something to, to copy it out to somewhere suddenly there's a bot that pops in just as you click malicious link bam you're hurt yep. like super rare case but that at least removes one of those and the more of those security risks that you remove the better mm -hmm. uh, there are also people out there that uh, log all the things that come into a chat and it'll remove those uh, there are there are link scrubbers out there that go through all the links to check. Ah, oh, what's being posted here? Is this a giveaway information? You know, yep. And and a lot of people will probably be hurt by those too. And, and so that removes an element. So, yep. This is overall really well. I mean, it's, honestly, it's a well done system. I like this. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how we could evolve on it. Like, do we have any thoughts? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think it needs time to sit and settle. Mm. Um, obviously they won't publish anything until it's ready. Um, which is the correct approach as well. Um, it'll be, I'm interested to see where it goes. I, I think that there's just that there's that cautionary element of like, uh, like I would be nervous about this going like fully automated in some way or whatever. Yeah. Um, beyond what it is because the, then the potential for it to be, abused or just for like let's say some some incorrect data um uh, to come through and then result in um uh you know kind of like carpet bans whatever people that that really genuinely didn't do anything wrong they just fell into the wrong pattern or whatever it was um mm. but yeah other than that I, i'm just i'm just interested and i think it's good it may be and a lot of people are like, oh, they should do more for security and this kind of thing. And I think there was certainly a feeling of that for a while when went through that big spate of uh, um, of all those uh, uh, big bots and hate raids and all that mm. kind of stuff. But a lot of that has, I hope, settled down. I hope I'm not being tremendously ignorant, which is always possible, um, and I'm just not seeing it. But I think a lot of that stuff has, has uh, died down, and, and a lot of that will be related to the work that the security team and the legal team put in to uh, follow up on those things mm. maybe it could have been quicker sure but these things are just horrible horrible bureaucratic processes if you want to get it right and if they rush these things sometimes you get it wrong then people can can you know get away with stuff like this so I, I think it's in going in the right direction and I'm intrigued to see where, where it goes next yeah no like you say rushing things like this especially especially when we're also talking the immense size of Twitch. 
to be able to roll this out to everybody, to be able to to encompass all the users in a good way. That it's it's not something that's done uh, at the flick of a wrist. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's it, it's not that easy. Many may think about IT that way, but it it really isn't that easy. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, no, they 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 are handling it in a fairly okay manner in my eyes, at least. Um, but there are always going to be cases of of the feeling that it could be quicker, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um. So yeah, shared bad information. Let's let's keep that going and and uh, and make it even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next we have a couple of topics that really do kind of go hand in hand. Uh, and I kind of want to start with the with a question from your community first. Okay. Uh, because it, it, it kind of encompasses uh, September and such in, in its own way. So uh, do you want to read the question yourself? Or? Yeah, absolutely. So we had a question posted by a longstanding community member uh, and a jolly good fellow, uh, Dahogi. Um and uh, I'll, I'll just read exactly what he posted. I think that's reasonable. Mm. Uh, good morning, my dear friend. Due to some real-life issues, um, I, uh, uh, I would like to know how the community can support you uh, and Tiger. Um, is lurking an option? So the gist of it here is uh, the real-life issues have been keeping the Hoagie away and incredibly busy, a lot of travel for his work, keeping him away also from his family. Mm. Um, so the fact that we even, you know, get into the, the, the thinking and whatnot is, is very kind. And, um, yeah, the, the, the sentiment is very much like, I want to be there. Um, and uh, like he's well over 30 months of, of subscribing and, and supporting in that way. Mm. Um, but he, he just feels very conscious of not being able to be active in the chat and whatnot. Um, so he's sometimes able to lurk from work, but he can't have the sound on and all those kinds of things. So um, uh, firstly, thank you for being uh, such a good egg in the community. And that's yes. nothing to do with your subscriber status, just for being a really good, kind person very friendly, very helpful, and certainly was in the past able to be much more active and, and always volunteered knowledge and support and offering to play games with people, you know, warships and, and beyond. Um, very, very kind uh, and very welcome. And um, I can second I think, that, by the way. Yeah, but thank you. And um, yeah, I think the like the key part and um, response from my side would be that um, uh, Twitch is is a numbers game no matter how much we'd love to ignore it, right? Um, it really is, and it can be quite stressful in that regard because it draws you into it whether you want to be part of that or not. Um, so people should understand that, you know, when we thank lurkers and appreciate them and don't call them out and whatever else, it's because we really, really do appreciate them. Yeah. They make a big difference um, to what we're doing. Um, it's, you know, and, and in addition to that, and, you know, again, uh, beyond the lurkers, anybody in chat that's hanging out and, and chatting with us, even if you pop in to just say hi, I can't stick around. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm heading out. Whatever. Here's the lurk. That all adds up and it all counts. Um, you know, and the other things you can do beyond that, if you're not able to be in the chat, not able to to type in or whatever, um, or just can't connect to a computer because of work, life, etc., um, then 
don't forget you can do things like telling your friends talking about it in various discords you're in and online communities telling mm -hmm. your your work colleagues and family people that are you know into that kind of thing or that might might appreciate it or, or enjoy it um so you can just spread the word around um because that helps yeah i mean i can't uh you know put a number on it but a but a significant number of times people have popped in and say oh so and so recommended you or so and so said to say hi or and here i am kind of thing and yeah. uh you know i tell you what that does it's it, it helps us because it gives us confidence um and it lets us know that we're reaching uh people and and making a difference and that puts a smile on on our faces and warmth in our hearts so no, nobody should feel under any kind of pressure um you know certainly not to subscribe or anything like that if you can um but but even being there it's just do what you need to do life is life mm. um and know that we still care and that if you still care maybe you get a chance once once in a month to pop in and say hi you so, don't have to make big apologies you don't have to do anything you can just come in you can just lurk you don't even have to say anything just be you know be there when you can be it all makes a difference. Indeed. And, and, and when you say uh, about the, like, spreading the word, mm -hmm. if somebody comes into my chat and says that, oh, you came, like, you were, you were recommended by person X or Y, and the, the significant boost to the willingness to create content right there or not just right there but like the length the aftershocks that'll have mm -hmm. is so insane knowing that like you have you have reached that point that somebody is willing to recommend you to somebody else mm-hmm I like I I said it like from day one when I started making any sort of content YouTube Twitch wherever that my goal is to be able to reach somebody and if I reach somebody in such a way that they feel they feel like they can can talk to somebody else about it that it's a new level of reaching somebody mm -hmm. you know and and so that is fantastic and and like you've already touched on the lurkers lurkers are the backbone of twitch mm -hmm. there's not a single partner out there that hasn't made it to partner if it wasn't for the the lurkers lurkers have to be there and and and, and there are many silent lurkers out there that don't even subscribe I don't care if you're there enjoying my content hello it's nice to have you here <laughs> it's super nice to have you here so and, and and I think for both of us like even when I was full-time if people came to me and said that I'm not able to be I was like dude take care of yourself first mm-hmm like if the fact that you're even thinking about how can I support you is is just it's mind-boggling. Mm -hmm. it, it's my job to to find ways of 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 getting people to think, ah, oh, I want to support them. It's it's not your job to come out and say how can I support you. 
That, honestly, that that's probably then on me. I should be the one to to more say this, but it's it's very nice and it's it's kind of humbling that people feel that they can ask this. And and I will first and foremost say by lurking and sharing the information, mm-hmm. because like like both of us, we we always say this when it comes to a charity that. Do uh, we are very conscious of of the ability to give, mm-hmm. and the same thing comes in any sort of monetary support for a streamer. Uh, and this is where I want to say that it kind of touches on September. Mm-hmm. Do not feel obliged to give gifts, or gift subs, or bits, or anything like that just because others are Mm -hmm. your support does not matter less just because somebody else is able to give a a gift bomb i i want to stress this because all of these months that are coming up like september is one of those they are like people go crazy and gifting so many subs and by all means, don't get me wrong. It's really fun to sit there as a streamer and and to get these bombs. And sometimes we don't know what to do uh, and <laughs> melt underneath our desk. But but it's it, it, at the end of the line, I don't want to to sit there and and have the feeling of okay, something's up. Like I haven't seen this person in a while, mm-hmm. and then come to the conclusion that oh they spent way too much money on subs or whatever they yeah. need to they need to readjust their life and I'm like yeah. don't don't do that please take care of yourself watch out for yourself first and foremost that is that is where you need to be um i've actually heard people say that they gave too much like mm-hmm. can i give something back can I do something in order to support you back? So if you can't give, just hang out. Yep. If you can't hang out, share the stream. If you can't share the stream, the fact that you even think about it is so... <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't really put it to words properly. Mm-hmm. So come by when you can. Like, Rumble said, "It will be more than happy to have you back when you're able to." Yep. So, yeah, and don't don't forget us when you become famous. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 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 it kind of rolls into the next part of it. Ads on Twitch. Mm-hmm. We we talked about it extensively last time. Uh, and, 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 and watching ads and not using ad blockers is also one of the ways of supporting a streamer. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and, and here's something that we thought about doing, uh, now that we had the next month of ads, uh, ad incentive come up. Uh, I would honestly love to be able to say, okay, here's a five-minute block of ads, but 
I would use it as a way of saying, okay, we're going to have a five minute break now. Everybody get up, refill your water, stretch, get a snack, uh, you know, like actively get people away from the screen for about mm -hmm. five minutes and then we can reconvene. And I, it might not fit all streamers, but there are some streamers out there that would love to be able to do it, me included. However, the system that is currently in place does not allow for longer blocks than three minutes at a time. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of annoying because I, I, I wanted to do the four minute thing, but that means I have to do two blocks of, of two minutes or one of three and one of one, but it, I, I don't have that way of customizing it. So I would love to be able to say, right? Think of it like normal TV. Like, what do you do when there's a five minute break in your favorite show? You yep. go to the toilet, you go mm -hmm. get a new drink, you, you go get snacks, you know? Mm -hmm. You don't yep. sit there and watch the ads, you let them play in the background. <laughs> we could do this for Twitch, but I mean, maybe we shouldn't move towards mainstream media way of doing things. I don't know. What do you think yeah. of the idea of using it as a, as an activity almost? Well, I mean, it's kind of not, not specifically thought as an activity thing, but we used to be able to do it with the, before the incentive thing. Yes. As in, well, we, for, to be clear, obviously we could still run it the old school way. It's just that, uh, that misses out on a huge, uh, revenue opportunity. Uh, um, uh, in terms of the difference, mm -hmm. so if you take the 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 path of using the ref the incentive, um, then you'd lose out on what we used to have, which was a break every two hours. Yep. Um, which I still do anyway, just for health's uh, sake. Um, but we used to be able to run the ads then manually, run a however many long, like three minute break or whatever. As you said, it would be nice to do more, but. Um, at least then you could just run a block and say, look, you're guaranteed to be missing nothing because it's just a BRB screen, yep. maybe some nice pictures and some nice information, but it'll still be there anyway because if I'm gone for five minutes or whatever. And it was just nice to be able to control that and everybody knew where they were at. Um, yeah, exactly. And as you said, you could even run it as a longer block because everyone would just get used to that pattern then and, and no, everyone would know we're not missing anything. And those that stayed, either way, you're supporting, uh, you're supporting the channel. Um, Honestly, it could be, could be good for the streamer too. Let's be yep. fair. We, yeah, exactly. We're all there. Like we we've all been sitting there for so long that we leave a butt imprint on our chair, and then yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Mm -hmm. We we really should be getting up more. Yep. And 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 this would be excellent. Like I, that's what I liked about the old system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go fill my water bottle. That'll probably only take 30 seconds however screw it let's run the longer block let's have an actual break out of it and 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 i do believe that this split the incentive into x amount uh per uh, or per month so that you have like you need to do 20 ad breaks throughout a month mm -hmm. okay and then you choose where you want them yourself i I do believe that that could be much better. Yep. 
So I agree. So yeah. like we ran into some similar thing with for who's gaming the other day, where he you know through um, for health reasons and heat waves and all that kind of stuff was then like close to missing out on the numbers so that he had qualified for his mm. um, incentive thing, right? Um, and when you are a full-time streamer, um, that's a huge difference. It and, is. Um, the fact that he was so he was like feeling unwell, struggling to get good night's sleep with the heat waves and everything on top of that, and then really stressing out because he was like, I've got to squeeze in these hours before the end of the month. That's and that's bad. just really unhealthy it is. Uh, uh, situation to be in, you know? So, and not having any dig, obviously he can control that, but that's the difference. So, you know, the other circumstances are there's birthdays and his daughter's birthday coming up and stuff like that. And it's like, well, what do you, you know, everything is pulling at you just to be there and doing the thing. And he was like, even considering doing like a sleeping stream. It's like, mm. how does that, how do they work? And can I run adverts? Can I do a rerun? Do, do ads count on rerun? And I was trying to look this all up for him as well. And it's actually not clear yeah. how that works. So, you know, there's definitely some significant room for improvement there. I think it's good that they've brought it in so that you can see the development and that there's a path ahead. Um, but it needs to be uh, a lot clearer and a lot better, I think. It does. Or a lot more flexible. And And I... Like, not that I think that we have any pull, but both you and me know at least one ambassador each. Mm -hmm. And I think we should try to, uh, to use our, our familiarity with them in order to, to maybe get this information over to Twitch, yeah. get this as a suggestion over to Twitch. That's not a bad thought. Uh, definitely worthy of a, of a solid conversation, yeah. Yeah. And and I do believe that if we sit down and make a proper pitch out of it, a proper suggestion, not just a, an idea off the top of our head, it could possibly have the chance of being seen. Mm -hmm. Let's try it. Yeah. The worst that happens is that we get a, hmm, nice idea, but... <laughs> You know? Yeah, exactly. If you don't ask, though. If you don't ask, uh, the machine will eat you. That's how simple it is. Yep. Uh, speaking of eating machines, mm. or, or is it eating machines, all depending on how you see it, mm. uh, we are, uh, we're going to go over to our, uh, our new segment. This is not a segue. It's a really bad segue. Uh, and welcome. It's pretty smooth. Just well, keep, keep I mean, going. Keep, I, keep I mean, on the film. I don't know where to go with this. <laughs> We're fine. Is it though? <laughs> anyway. No noticed so far. Welcome to... Know uh... mm, your role. <laughs> you know, the worst thing about this is that was the one that you had prepared. Yep. <laughs> So, like, we made the worst deal of the one bit that was prepared. Well, I mean, it wasn't really prepared. No, as no, no, not no, the segue yeah. to it, but, uh, no, yeah. okay, so uh, I should yeah. qualify that. Prepared, in this case, literally just means Tiger to play it once. Yeah, yeah. So we, we also, like, I'm considering doing, like, uh, no, your role. Oh, that 
like a bit at the end of it though because it's like oh that bit's finished oh, it's, that yeah. segment's sad now <laughs> oh. Oh. oh wait does that mean we should know your role uh, I, okay let's 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 calm that down before we become too much oh my god yeah uh welcome to know your role everybody hmm uh the uh the standard segment where we talk about role playing games and mechanics in role playing games and our experience with it uh because we are both avid role players mm-hmm. uh and, and this time around we actually do have a couple of questions from uh viewers mm-hmm. well i say viewers uh, it's one viewer and this is mari with both questions uh, because she herself is also an avid role player, mm-hmm. uh, and I really do appreciate the uh, the questions and comments from her uh, on these. So, if anybody else is listening, and you have questions regarding systems we played or uh, or ideas for something for role playing, feel free to leave a comment or send us a question, and uh, we'll we'll be glad to answer with our experience from various. Various systems. Uh, but we're going to start with game mechanics versus role-playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mari then says, tips and tricks on how to not break immersion over game mechanics. And and we're, we're here talking both tabletop and um, something like when you're RPing in Atlas or uh, Red Dead Redemption or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it comes to tabletop, most of the things that happen when you have a mechanic, mechanical thing happen is that it turns into a meta moment. So there, that's, that's more of a how do you deal with a meta discussion? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm not going to police that because that's not all players are going to be uh, aware of the rules like you're not going to always have the option of looking up the rule there and then uh, mm-hmm. and it's going to break the flow a bit so mm-hmm. as a DM in a tabletop I kind of just say this is what happens mm-hmm. and if somebody says but the rules I say this is what happens <laughs> you know but you have more experience with how to deal with it in and for instance, like Atlas, I, how how do you do it? Like, what's your what's your way around uh, game mechanics as as a role player? So it can be uh, quite challenging uh, sometimes because there's always um, going to be in in or at least in almost always going to be a situation and or a specific element or item or whatever where it's just awkward it's just difficult to express um one of the good examples um which there are there are ways of doing it for sure um but it it comes down to like being creative um but also some of the challenge can come from um, multiple languages in use is one 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 variable that's very important to factor in um and and uh, as well as experience at role playing and, and people's level of comfort in in the situation they're in so the first thing i want to say is you know people shouldn't feel really bad if if they do do these things um that said there's a difference between um 
using that information or, or behaving, you know, you know, not finding a role play solution to a thing, um, one, you know, a couple of times, especially when you're new, that's very different from just continuing to break everyone's emotion over mm. and over again because you just can't be bothered or you think it's fine. Um, and we do see both variants, unfortunately. That's not to say people are doing it maliciously, but the the net result is the same. Where yeah. people just kind of feel a bit bummed out and and uh, frustrated. So um, there isn't a, there isn't. I mean, the answer is creativity. So the answer is, or maybe a better way of of expressing it would be: How would you describe the item or asset or or mechanic that you're wanting to describe? How would you describe that to a child? or a friend of yours that has no idea about this context or whatever. Mm. So if you took the game away, so you couldn't show it to them, like, look at this rhino, and it's got, you know, like, uh, the, the, the one of the slightly awkward ones that I've seen, you know, in, in Atlas is um, people start talking about um, the HP of an, of an animal right. um, by saying blood. It's got 3,000 blood. Yeah. What? <laughs> you might as well just say 3000 HP at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm not calling anyone out, but if you do that, it's like you do that's the least creative adaptation. Um so you've literally just switched one word out. <laughs> because like with level it's easier mm. because then we're mm. talking age. Yes. You know, all oh, that stuff. 300 yeah. years old elephant. Yeah, Whoa! exactly. Yeah, that is rare, and, and let's be fair, that is rare. Uh, but, but yeah, when we're talking life force, like how? Yeah, that's mm -hmm. hmm, so. That's hard what to I might, the Yeah, it's tricky, right? So the advice I give would be mm -hmm. to try to talk about. So think creatively about um, how would you, uh, and, and actually the point you made is is kind of links to that. You've got to start describing that animal, in this particular case an elephant, as maybe it's bigger than others you've seen. Maybe it's um, pushed over like three trees uh, in a in a fit the other day. Or, you know, you, you think about ways that you can describe its, its capability. Mm. Um, or conversely, like, you know, she's a really good, she's really good, really obedient, really calm and never throws her rider off. You know, she's probably not gonna she's a little bit timid she's not going to be one that you want to take out into into great battle or something like that and you know or vice versa this one would be she's not your she's not going to be the calmest or uh, mm. or, or most relaxed of mounts if you're just going out gathering and things like that but um if you run into some like nasty animals out there a tiger comes and and wants to chew your ears off or whatever this element elephant will be what you you know the one you want with you she's a really good fighter or whatever she's really stands her ground you know what i mean so you've got to i uh, try to go with that kind of level of creativity and part of the challenge with that is that say you manage to do that and you're mm -hmm. like yay so pat yourself on the back you can very easily and i think this is what why we don't always see this happening as much as as i'd like to see it happening is because you then have the the additional challenge of the person you're role playing with not reciprocating, not getting it at all, not buying yeah. into it. So they're like, "No, just tell me how much blood it's got," <laughs> you know, or 
or they or they'll just literally back away from the engagement and be like i don't understand what this dude's on about yeah um because you're not telling them the statistics or whatever i think that the other like in atlas this is this is easy in others not so much or it's mostly easy um one of the other things i would advise people to do is maybe write some notes down and then hand them a note and say yeah look here's a little story about you know how she grew up and and where we found her and that and then i would really strongly encourage people to do things like this element elephant was found in the tropical waters of so-and-so uh you know uh region and had lived on this island although there seemed to be some markings that would indicate that perhaps she had uh, broken from a herd that was last seen on this other you know make it start making a story out of it yeah um uh, to make it more fun and then as part of that you can either just weave in or just literally have a page in a book that says 300 blood cells because at that point you're reading it and that's still somewhat immersion breaking potentially but you know if you really just need to get the point across how else are you going to get the just the point across with the numbers so that's what i would encourage people to do is use other methods if you're struggling verbally to articulate what you want then um try uh try another asset uh, or opportunity that the game offers you like in atlas and a note or a book and say here this is this is this is all the information um we our our master breed or whatever took the time to uh having spent some time with the creature to write down a few of their experiences together with it and that kind of thing and just make a little i i love the idea of than having like a almost a a, a science scientist mm-hmm. where oh i i took it to the animal scientist mm-hmm. and he said mm-hmm. these things about it i don't yeah. know what it means but this yeah. is this is what he said yeah uh, well, like our breeder's yeah. pretty pretty inexperienced but she went to a specialist elephant yeah. breeder that's been doing this for years and this is what they said this is their report report that they wrote for us yeah Yeah. exactly so you know and then you don't have to you don't have to write a big chapter and verse you can literally just put the numbers in the book and 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 say that's their report or whatever depending on if you made it up it would be fun actually to meet people that were playing that role of of the other uh, of the you know the zoologist or something yeah Um, hello Ich bin Hans, der Elefant Scientist, ja? Und dein Elefant hat Dreiecke. But why? What? Why does my really? Why does my elephant have what? 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 That? I. That sounds confusing. Ja, und ein Flammenwerfer. What? What, Hans? Are you sure about that last bit? Nein, I am not a whale biologist. <laughs> I am an no, elephant biologist. I like to burn things. <laughs> um, all right. You know, I, oh, God, I yeah. almost have an idea for something I can do in Atlas then. Oh, that would be funny. Just be be that guy that travels around, a crazy scientist, and, and helps yeah. people understand their animals or something, you know? Yeah. But you he serves. find a lot of use for it. He serves no experience. other purpose. No, he can't build stuff. He can't sail. He can't kill. Like no other purpose. Like he's a scientist. That's it. Like, yeah, you, you know how they get. Your 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 company's called AI Anti Immersion. <laughs> <clears throat> or... You only know if you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, again, people shouldn't like bust themselves up over it, but. It would just be, uh, you know, I, 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 there, there's ways to do it. The main way is just to be creative. 
Yes. Um, and and vary the language a little bit. Um, but I do get it, and and I have a, like a, a a significant degree of like, uh, I guess tolerance is the right word. But there are times when I literally just turn and walk away because I'm like, oh, here we go again. No. Like, <laughs> I, I don't want to hear a, a five-minute spiel about how many claws the bear has or how, yeah. many, how many blood cells the elephant has and things like that. It's like, oh. Yeah, no. So, like, if in doubt, mm. observing other role players mm -hmm. and their different approaches and then afterwards talk to them out of yeah. character. Yep. Like send them a DM, talk to them and say, okay, how, how, what else can we, can we do about this? How else can we describe this in a better way? Uh, and, or, and, and especially reach out to experienced role players that have maybe done this in several different types of games, not just mm -hmm. Atlas. Like yep. we're, we're talking that there are hardcore role players out there that used to play D and D, where metagaming mm -hmm. is strictly forbidden. And how do you convey to another player mm -hmm. how much HP you have left when yeah. you are in the middle of combat? Like you, mm -hmm. you can't have the healer ask somebody, "Are you low on HP? Do you need a heal?" No, the the healer needs to pay attention to damage rolls and so on <laughs> and make notes or he needs to rely on the players kind of talking to him in their turns and signaling yeah, yeah i'm feeling real weak here doc could you help me out yeah you know it's that sort of thing so talk to an experienced role player uh, about mm -hmm. how they do things in different places and and it's a good question because that it's not an easy thing to do. Nope, it's not, and and uh, and, and especially when it comes to um, systems where you're not set in the modern day, you know, like mm -hmm. Atlas. Atlas is not modern. It's yep. it, it's uh, it's fantasy, and 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 especially on the DSRP server, it, it is set to be. 17, 1800s-ish, I don't know. Yeah, well, they, they put 17 and then the current year. Yeah. So we just go with 1722 right now. Right, 1722. So America is not really even founded. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That's interesting. Anyway, yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to kind of do in a proper way. A lot of it just com just comes down to creativity, and it comes down to a willingness to learn as well yeah. and adapt. Because again, it's 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 not so much that people will make mistakes; everyone does. But it's it's when people are unwilling to to learn and adapt from it that's when it becomes frustrating. And the same goes not just for mechanical things, but also for uh, you know people just just. Uh, it can be even the slightest things, you know, people's ticks and behaviors, the way they move their characters around sometimes can be a thing. Uh, we, we had, we've had one where, where the simple thing of just constantly being in, in focus or in, in the way, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So that people underestimate how horribly immersion breaking that can be. Uh, we had it as well in, in the previous half season as well, where people would just linger. They would just be there. And you're like, why are you here? 
what like they weren't living out their character's existence yeah. in the world they were being a player and i totally get it but they were just being a player wanting to be you know in a scene um uh you know with the other characters they like or players they like or whatever you yeah know? and it's so um that that can that is incredibly immersion breaking because you you can't uh yeah there's no other way to put it it's just it's just like why why are you there and yeah. it's not because you want people to go away this is not a case of saying well people should just come up for the thing they need and and then immediately leave you don't have to leave it's just have, why, have a purpose. why is your character there yeah what, what's the continuation of your presence like in in a specific scene or whatever and it's funny that a lot of people just don't they just don't get it or they don't notice um and i think i think that's one of the harder things you know dsrp is amazing as an immersive experience overall um it can be quite frustrating other times because again it's that it's not that people won't be new or they won't we're not looking for perfection because no one is goodness knows i make enough mistakes in there too <laughs> but it's it's that willingness to learn and adapt and develop over time that's what yeah. you need to have you need to have that that desire to uh to have fun and, and let it improve over time and when that's missing that's when it becomes like awkward Indeed. because that becomes a trait that you're expecting and then you start thinking about the player rather mm. than the character yeah indeed and and that's when meta comes in and kind of breaks it again so mm -hmm. just like this whole lingering thing just imagine it like if you have a boyfriend girlfriend wife fiance husband whatever you have a significant other or somebody you're living with it could be family just imagine that they are always within your uh, eyesight <laughs> observing you mm -hmm. they're not malicious or anything they just want to observe you and and kind of be around like you might start to go and why are you here mm -hmm. do you not have other things to do you know yeah that's a really good way of putting it yeah it's so, a really, really so good, just, just really kind of having that in, in mind as you're walking around with your own character like your character has a life but i think for a lot of people not being native role players if that makes sense it's 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 hard to make that 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 ambiguation of yes i am my character or mm -hmm. i am playing a character this is what i need to do mm -hmm. my character is a mailman i need to deliver mail not watch animal hatch another dragon in his boat i don't know if animal <laughs> does that but <laughs> It uh, sounds or, like an animal thing to do. I mean, honestly, yeah. Like yeah. After some of the conversations him and Gilly has had on their boat trips, uh, <laughs> yeah, there are things going on out there that shouldn't be shared. Let's, let's just put it like that. Yep. Uh, yep. Poor animal. <laughs> mm -hmm. I also feel for Gilly, though, <laughs> in yeah. that whole situation. My lord, there are some conversations going on there. But, but yeah, just you are a character. You are, you are a role you have a purpose and if you are unable to think of that purpose you should really go back to the drawing block and, and kind of think of what am I doing with this character am yep. I happy with it no yep. then walk away um, 
and and, and speaking of players and characters, uh, we have a segue. Uh, mm-hmm. integrating guest players and how to deal with it when one player is missing in an RP session in like D&D, Pathfinder, etc. Approaches, mm-hmm. ideas, shenanigans. And yes. I, yeah, <laughs> shenanigans is actually a very good word here because I have, I have a, a, an example of something that happened recently. Okay. So the, the little adventure that I'm, uh, I'm doing for Dante uh, Mari, Jetty, and Jurak. We recently had uh, a guest player because Jurak was gone, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and Andritos was there for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he he was a guest player. He stepped in and had a lot of fun. And the way I introduced him, like because I have set up the system I have, I had kind of a cheat on how to introduce him. Uh, so the last session before Andreas was joined, they were kind of, they, they were ready to set off on their adventure. Okay. Uh, like they were on their way towards the city gates to set off. Mm-hmm. So I started the session where Andreas would be coming in with collapsing the city gates on them and killing all the players. And they were like, wait, wait, what? Hold on. <laughs> what just happened? And then I kind of had them go through uh, from the start because I, I woke them up the day after they had had a, 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 a festival where, where the entire campaign started. And I kind of walked them through without being able to have any action or input on what's going on replaying moments but changing some moments mm-hmm. which allowed me to introduce Andritus's character and it and 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 having sort of a um the day after tomorrow feeling mm-hmm. of it uh and no, edge of tomorrow feeling sorry edge of tomorrow you know the, the Tom Cruise and Emily mm-hmm. Blood um where suddenly they were in the player seat again and kind of looking at each other going, uh, what was that? You know? But then there's this new character in front of them that they've, they can then start interacting with, but he is fully introduced to the entire thing and, and is already ready to go because he's like, yeah, I'm I'm here like this has been that like this is why I'm here mm-hmm. to explain more. Um they had an interaction in the first uh, session or uh first or second session where um where they were talking to a guild of rangers uh where they were pretty much just being shooed away from the gate. Mhm. But during their kind of death lapse, to call it that, they had a conversation with the guild leader or the guard or whatever he is. And the character of Andretos was being introduced to them that he will be uh, there to help you. So they were sort of aware of it, but they were just kind of 
observing the entire trip forward and and, uh, and that kind of allowed me to to introduce him um and i have a way of then reintroducing jurak when he comes back mm-hmm. without any issue so, nice. so so the use of magic is is my answer mm-hmm. but again it's, it's all about that creativity like you said with with game mechanics like using your your creativity as a dm is incredibly important when it comes to these things so how would you do it um i would do it in uh, a similar vein to to uh, what you've done well okay so i think there's three three relatively straightforward go-to options um, the number one you've already gone through it is is magic. You literally don't have to explain anything because it's a world full of magic. Yep. Unless you're role playing in a world that doesn't involve magic, in which case, hmm, okay, then circumstance <laughs> coincidence. Yeah. Um, but in a D and D Pathfinder, that kind of thing, and in mo- a lot of these settings, uh, uh, you just uh, call magic. In other words, some kind of bullshit. <laughs> yep. Um, and that's why it happened. Um, the number two, which is often uh, mixed in with this one as well, I think, um, is location. So um, a good one can be, uh, and I think this this goes a long way to what you were describing, if I, if I understood correctly, but um, they're suddenly somewhere else or something shifts or changes. In your case, you dropped a, you dropped rocks on them, you dropped a gate on them. Mm. Um, so that gave you the, the a perfect opportunity to, because firstly, that has the added advantage of like shocking them all and being like, oh, wait, what? what? That's not fair. What, what was the role for that? It was like, yeah. there was no role. It was a big gate. It was rocks that if they fell on you. Um, so I think things like that, um, deaths or being saved from death or whatever, you know, um, you can do that kind of thing. Um, you can make it a dream sequence that's somewhere, oh, yeah. I guess, in between um, or, or kind of location um, and magic mixed in, in between, I guess. Um, and the third one, um, which um, is uh, can also work, but it depends on, on your setting. If you don't want to disrupt them on their path, but you've you've got a little segue or a little little side quest for them or something like that, or even part of your main quest, you could do this. Um, and that's just the the happenstance of like you know the the traveler, the wanderer, the person that they run into. Like you're walking along. This is one I'm sort of thinking a little bit on the fly, listening to what you said and and thinking about a similar circumstance, where in the same ways you might introduce a story arc or a side quest or an NPC. You know, up ahead you see. You're giving perception roll. Okay, one of you sees up ahead uh, what looks to be a. Uh, cart with one of its wheel that's come off. Mm. Um, it looks as if um, the shackles of the horse or mule that were drawing this cart has uh, have broken, and the animal's been startled and has uh, run off. Um, you see a very dejected-looking uh, man just leaning with one arm against the wagon, kind of kicking the wheel, and you see he stubs his toe and hurts himself or whatever. And you could, the way I would probably try and build it up a little bit would be like I would let it go on a little bit as if they're an NPC yeah. until the point where they fully engage in conversation and start, you know, trying to suss this person out. And typically the players will be like, 
this person might be a murderer. Let's be really cautious, <laughs> and you know, you get that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, or it'll be the rogue thinking, how can I perhaps rob this person without them noticing that guy? Yeah. So, um, and then, and then at some point, like a little way into it, only a few minutes go by, but you, um, uh, you then say, hmm, that's an interesting question. Here's, you know, so and so. Yeah. To answer the question, what 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 do you what what do you th- and then you bring the person into the call, and say what do you think, Andridos? What would uh, what would Tim, the down on his luck, uh, uh, carpet salesman whose wagon's got a missing wheel and a missing mule, what would his answer be? And then you let them. And then they have that. Oh, sugar! <laughs> this is being played. This is not an NPC. Yeah. This is so and so. You know. Um, I, li- I like that kind of idea. So that's the that's the way I would go with it. It's like a mixture of I- either, and you can mix and match all of those or none of them or whatever. You know, another one is like the the magician who just pops out of nowhere. Ah, wait, what am I doing here? This isn't. Yep. I'm not. I'm supposed to be in the Temple of Light. Is this the Temple of Light? <laughs> it's kind of like you know they're standing in a in a swamp next to the adventurers <laughs> who are who've just survived a near death fight against a giant crocodile or something like that. I, and I, like, no, I'm pretty sure there's no temple. We've been in this swamp for three days. There's no temple here, dude. I don't know like, why, but I have this. I have this image of <laughs> almost a David Tennant uh, kind yeah. of guy <laughs> mixed with Gandalf, uh, looking at a map. <laughs> Yeah. And and turning around or taking down the map and seeing the party and going, yeah. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Ah, sugar. You know, yeah. and just and then, <sighs> where am I? Yeah. What are you guys doing? Yeah, exactly. How wait, wait, wait. So we're here. What? <laughs> you know, it's, it's <laughs> wait, what that, year is it? Yeah, yeah that yeah. sort of thing. Exactly. So it, just if 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 all else fails, just go with something absurd. Then there's and, always capture. Also, yeah. You know, ah, you've been mm-hmm. captured and separated. Mm-hmm. You don't know where this person is. Yeah. However, it's a, there's a handsome stranger in the room together with you. Yeah. De- dealing with the player missing is is a fun one as well. Somebody being away is. That was more about how to introduce someone, but the the being uh, someone being away, um, I definitely like magic uh, in in that in those circumstances a lot. That was my that's the easiest one. Let's mm. put it that way, because then then you have the thing of like someone they know or some maybe someone they don't know, a rival, whatever. But they've been um, kidnapped. They've been or a, or a major peers and goes ah. Oh, that's funny. I thought you'd be taller. Never mind. You're coming with me, and then they just grab you and you're gone. <laughs> yeah. You know. So you, you make it some sort of like crazy archmage or whatever. So there's nothing that the party can do about it. The, the problem, the slight problem with things like that are that you know then the players have to adapt to that and have and stay in character and have their characters be like, what would they do? Because yeah. one of the things could be like the sensible character says, well, we're setting up camp here. And we're just going to wait as long as it takes. That guy will be back. And then you need the other characters to be like, well, hang on, we're, but we're on this mission and uh, we, mm. we have to do this. So it depends. Like you could, I suppose you, it just, that comes down to how you, how you RP it out. Like, uh, I need to borrow this one. Um, he'll be gone for anywhere between one and seven days. Um, in the meantime here, 
have these trinkets and they throw down like some useful items that help yeah. them on their quest to, to make up a little bit of the gap of not having the other play you know and, and obviously as a gm you just scale at the the fights that or the dungeon or whatever a little bit so that it's it only needs three players and not four or whatever if you don't have a replacement so things like that are a good go-to other things we've done are um someone got poisoned um and they were you know not dying they got stabilized that was maybe like a side quest for the where the party had to go and get something uh, some ingredients to to get rid of a disease or whatnot mm. and the and the character themselves is just kind of out of action so they're like around but then they get taken to safety by their the rest of the party or whatever or somebody has to stay and guard them at night or whatever while the other two explore a old abandoned haunted house or something like that and you you know and again you scale the fights and you allow the others to 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 have some sort of degree of stay in what's happening with the other characters so you can do it that way as well yeah that reminds me of uh not too long ago neebs gaming um famous for their battlefield friends animation uh they they started playing generation zero mm -hmm. which has a max of four players in it but mm -hmm. one one of their normal players uh he came down with a stomach bug Right. couldn't play and so they introduced the entire episode where simon was gone by mm -hmm. starting with looking at a toilet and the other standing around going simon are you okay <laughs> yeah I'm not, I'm just not i'm not feeling very good let's just you guys go on and then mm -hmm. hearing mm -hmm. various uh toilet noises and such <laughs> Uh, and then they going, oh, good gods. Yeah, no, we're staying away. And then then in the next episode, they introduced mm -hmm. him by going, are you okay? Are you, are you sure you're okay? And then just kind of social distancing from this poor guy. But, but he's now <laughs> wow. back. So, yeah. No, it's, uh, the, and, and that is a computer game where they didn't even have to do it. They were not yeah. in a role-playing setting. But I I love that as a way of kind of saying okay this is why simon is gone and actually implementing it into the video so yeah yeah, yeah. no that's and, and that can easily work in a role-playing game too like nobody mm -hmm. questions diarrhea you know huh. that's exactly. just that's just simple uh, you, somebody tells you they have diarrhea they're not going oh how long have you had it they're like no everybody else is going to go okay you take mm -hmm. care of yourself you know yeah that's how simple it is <laughs> exactly yeah. so when in doubt diarrhea Oh God! Why did I say that? Why did I say that? <laughs> hey, let's move on. Mm. Two questions let's from the community. Let's get out of the shitty situation oh, as quickly as we can. Oh, hey, That works on two levels. <laughs> Shit has really hit the fan now. Mm. Uh, and we're about to be up a certain creek without any means of propulsion. Uh, mm -hmm. Anyway. <laughs> um. We have a few questions from the community. Uh, I say from the community. It's Mari again. Thank you, mm. Mari. Thanks, Mari. Uh, also, hi, Mari. <laughs> don't you start. Don't you start. <laughs> so she has uh, a couple of questions regarding healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. uh, our go-to comfort food. And candy from our youth. Um, so healthy lifestyle is probably... I'm not sure how much time we're going to use on this because we have been recording for a bit now, but mm -hmm. um, struggles, goals, and approaches. Mm -hmm. And and both of us 
having had jobs within the IT uh, business, they are very often uh, the kind of job that has you sit still a lot, encounter a lot of stress, um, and in general, it doesn't necessarily promote a very healthy lifestyle unless you very actively seek it out yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I guess the same thing can be said for streaming. Mm-hmm. So for any streamer out there, uh, and, and I'm feeling the after effects of this and, and many other years of, of maybe neglecting or rather not having a goal for how to take care of myself. Um, uh, like the, the struggle is of course, how to go about it and still have enough time to do content creation. Mm-hmm. Um, for some it's easy because for some people can just integrate it directly into their streams and stream their workouts or the prepping of food or whatever. Uh, but for us, I don't think that's really something that's conducive to our, to our streams as such. Mm-hmm. So the, the struggle mainly for me is time having enough time to actually do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, ADHD on top by all means, but that that's a different chapter and I won't go into that now, but time is the real constriction here. Like what about you? Yeah. Uh, for me, it is, I, I, I would describe myself as, um, uh, someone who's always gone through cycles of, I, I, I'm very kind of all or nothing in things typically. So, Mm. uh, when I've done, when I've been very um, active and um, you know into a lot of sports and things, um, that's often gone to the point of like you know I, either injuring myself or getting injured by mm-hmm. somebody, uh, that kind of thing. Um, and um, but it's led to all sorts of things like uh, being quite large and heavy because of a lot of weightlifting and stuff like that, um, and to being very uh, light uh, and. Uh, whatnot because of doing like really excessive amounts of cardio and and uh, not much else um so and and then everything in between where you have these periods where your body just says i need a break and then you start taking a break and then mm-hmm. it's like i also need that chocolate bar you know <laughs> whatever else so you know typically not so much the sweet things but like you know um uh, uh having people that are absurdly good cooks uh, that could cook you for, you, for example, can be really dangerous uh, for your health and fitness regime because it's like, oh, just one more bite or just a little bit more in that bowl um, uh, kind of situation can occur. So um, how do I try to counter it? So when I when I went full-time streaming, one of my sort of promises to myself was uh, to also watch my health mentally and physically. Um, I have not done as well as I would have liked to. However, in certain regards, I've had some discipline and been able to kind of get myself back on the bike, so to speak, when when, when I haven't really felt like I, I would have done otherwise. So it's a bit of a mixed bag uh, experience for me so far. Um, I have de- dealt with, or I, and I am still dealing with, some additional 
like health complications that are not like super serious, um, but they're highly irritating and inconvenient, you know, like ankle injuries and, and knee knee pains and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, and a couple of other things are just kind of a chronic and that's highly, you know, a little bit, not so much debilitating, but let's put it this way. Like in some cases, I can't even sit at the computer for like mm. a few hours and be comfortable because I'll literally sit there for like an hour and be like, okay, I need to get up and move around again. And then I get up and move around and then, and then something else is hurting. And I'm like, and I'm not trying to make that into like some sob story, not at all, but it's, you know, because we all deal with these things uh, in one way or another at some yeah. point. Uh, uh, and and I definitely don't have it super bad like 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 many others do. But um, what I found is that um, what worked well for me for quite a while during the pandemic, ironically, was just getting out for a walk in the fields and there's no one around anyway. So, you know, that worked well. Um, what's working for me this year so far, the, 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 the last uh, three, four months, is um, have an old exercise bike here that I have near my near my table. And since I moved to this other larger room and I have the table that can go up, what I do is I move the table up like I did this morning on my day off. There's no excuse. The bike is literally right there. So I have to walk past it yeah. every time I go to and from my desk. So therefore, I look at it and I'm like, if I haven't done that today, then that's niggling away in the back of my mind. Like, oh, you know, you didn't. What was your excuse today? So nine times out of ten, that means I'm... Uh, getting on my bike uh, typically before the stream getting my morning started getting the blood flow and everything and uh, and that makes me feel better so i think it's it's finding something where you're not really tricking yourself but you're you're taking away some of the excuses and and i'm like like i you know sometimes i'm like 10 15 minutes late to start the stream and that and it took me a long time to get out of the habit that i was still had carrying over from my workaholic days oh. where you know you don't want to be late for a meeting you don't want to be the one that's that's not there when they need to be for a certain activity mm -hmm. or whatever and it suddenly occurred to me because funnily enough because people were trying to tease me about it in the chat saying oh you're late or whatever and i just suddenly realized one day it's so stupid but i didn't thought about it i was like you know what <laughs> i set my own schedule now yep so i will uh, like the gandalf thing i will literally arrive and leave when i want to um with, within various parameters so it that kind of helped me and i'm still getting used to that but like breaking that cycle of like oh you're late no i'm just here now and you can either enjoy that with me or not but you can't you know if you try and tease me to make me feel bad about it that ain't gonna work no more so um going back on track it's it's for me it's about making sure that i set the parameters up to not allow the excuses that are many to creep in and stop me from doing what I know what would be better for me. There are days where I am literally like, okay, I feel like a wreck. I'm aching. Something's mm. not right. There is no point in in doing exercise A, B, C, whatever, because you're gonna this. You're in an overdoing it. You're dehydrated. You're gonna pull something, pull a muscle, whatever. You know, skip it. Because I think there's a difference between having a recovery day and a cheat day. People say cheat day. Don't say cheat day. Think of it as you're giving yourself a day to recover. Now, yeah. if you have five recovery days in a row and you're not really injured, okay, you've probably gone into cheat, 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 cheats uh, mode, right? But uh, the only so, person so, you're cheating is yourself. Yeah. So I mean, the the, the whole of life, the, the entirety of it is is predominantly a competition with yourself, right? The, the, and your psyche, or whatever you want to call it. So 
that saying that and being aware of that is one thing and being able to deal with it is is something very different and we all have a good day and a bad day or even a good and bad moment during the day so one of the other things i do in terms of diet is i don't let myself get a lot of the nice treat things or whatever because i don't really need them if i'm really honest with myself i don't really enjoy that i'm not a big foodie anyway so i'm not going to really super enjoy them um uh, you know i'll enjoy the moment but it's like okay i had that snack bar cool yeah. and you know it's not that big of a deal for me so what i found is like in today's shopping run uh, which i managed to do on my day off because i'm pretty chuffed myself on that um <laughs> was was like i just don't pick up a lot of those things so i was getting to the counter and walking past like all the biscuits and stuff like that because they put all that all that knickknack stuff on the way out right mm -hmm. obviously and i'm looking at it and i'm like you know i haven't really picked anything up that i can just grab a quick snack or whatever and i was like that's because i don't need those things because i was on the exercise bike this morning feeling pretty good and i want to do that again tomorrow morning and and i need to drop a few pounds and take not not in a well you know it would be healthier to be several kilos lighter that's for sure but it's more about the movement it's more about feeling healthy it's more about taking the pressure off my joints and things and just you know and feeling that 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 degree of comfort i'm never going to be super comfortable I've got too many tears and aches now for mm -hmm. that but but there's a difference between a little bit of wear and tear and getting a bit older and and the difference of like letting it uh exacerbate letting it become worse because you're not doing anything against it um so i guess that's that's uh i, I don't know if that makes sense or if it's just rambling or helps at all but that's kind of how i try to do it is the struggle is real it's there all the time and the the main ones are just to try to take as many excuses away around from around me as i as i can yeah i i i do believe that like especially what you said with cheat days mm. the, the only thing you're cheating is yourself so like be kind to yourself like be honest say to yourself okay i just need a day off Mm -hmm. because we can't always be on top mm -hmm. that if you measure yourself and your productivity by the days you're on top you are quickly going to burn yourself out mm -hmm. by not being able to reach new goals by not being able to reach new personal bests and so on so it, it's it's a long run like you don't I'm 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 very much a uh, a fan of quoting uh, or paraphrasing Einstein on this. If you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, then yeah, you're not going to be very uh, very in belief so that that fish is smart or anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so judge yourself by the days where, like, what is your average, and what can you do with those average days just the change that you can make in those days and lord knows i struggle enough with adhd uh and and having those things work against me so i need to find something that helps me with that for others it's going to be different mm -hmm. but yeah that is uh that is literally one of the biggest challenges for me it's uh the uh how 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 do i overcome the the struggle with adhd and finding enough time because full-time work streaming you know uh, but my goal is very simple 
get into a better, get a better healthy place for myself because I know that's going to help my brain a lot. Mm-hmm. And and how do I approach that? With wild enthusiasm. <laughs> uh, but it's for for me the like I I know I keep saying the that ADHD is an extra struggle and honestly it is because for uh for a neurotypical person not having to deal with RSD RSD is rejection sensitive dysphoria the the insane feeling of regret or having failed uh, even on something that is perceived as a slight it can be it, it can come from your own brain it doesn't even have to come from somebody else saying anything about you it can be your own brain tricking you into thinking that you have failed um that can often lead to uh, a longer bout of of guilt uh, and and the need for your brain to refill its dopamine because RSD, like a, a um, an episode of RSD, can really utterly fuck with your dopamine and serotonin levels. Dopamine and serotonin are the the, the chemical drugs in your brain that allow you to do things. Uh, and when you hit those dumps, one of the easiest ways of refilling and refueling those is comfort food. Comfort food is often chock full of carbohydrates and sugars. And that kind of leads into a catch-22 of your brain learning that, oh, we're happy when we eat this. We need to me- eat this more often. Uh, and and, and then that's, that's an issue because then suddenly comfort food is no longer comfort food. It's your go-to. Like, it's your, your day-to-day food. Uh, and, uh... I, I really wish, I really wish I could say that I have comfort food. Uh, but I, I, I mean, what used to be my comfort food when I thought I had a normal life was any Italian food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lasagna or a, a big plate of spaghetti with some nice sauce and some, some good chunks of, of meat in there. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, a nice glass of wine on the side, uh, maybe a, uh, some grissini or garlic baguette or something to to just add some 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 bite. Um, but but then that quickly became normal. So comfort food for me is now stuff that my my mom would used to make when I was a kid. Like. Uh, these these giant meatballs and and this hearty uh, brown gravy together with potatoes. It may sound super simple, but that is suddenly comfort food for me. 
What's your comfort food? Um, I was thinking about this earlier when I read the question. So, don't really know um, what I would describe as a comfort food. What I, I guess, when I really thought think it through, uh, what I really enjoy the most which I feel is relatively healthy is um, is just a really simple bowl of oatmeal. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm a real sucker. I start my, every morning, that's, that's my go-to. Mm. That's my slow-release uh, carbs or whatever, so it'll just power me for a few hours. Um, uh, my, my quick snack when I'm streaming is buttered toast that I let go a little bit cold because <laughs> uh, I'm usually too busy jibber-jabbing instead of uh, uh, eating it. And um, I guess in terms of like a, a, a meal, a more hearty meal, um, I am an absolute, I'm a real bread person. So like a, a, prop, a good pepperoni pizza, um, whatever, you know, crust, deep dish, what it doesn't matter. Something like that, um, mm. or you know, and and also I've, as I've matured, I've got more appreciation from some of those simple ingredients like the tomato that goes into it, and some herbs and spices and whatnot. Chilies. I love to have some some heat in my food. I'm not I'm not, I'm not like crazy levels of heat. I, I can't deal with that, uh, but um, just the, that that little kick and that spice right. to it. Um, and I guess if I had to pick like one other thing, it would be pr good old fish and chips. Just, I guess that's a, a throwback from growing up. Yeah. Um, uh, in in uh, in Britain, um, but good old fish and chips. You can't you can't really beat good old good old fish and chips. So uh, I have like the oven equivalent, but it's like it's it's not really fish and chips. But every once in a while, I have that, and I'll just trick myself into thinking I'm having fish and chips. But it's not really the same as going down the fish and chip shops uh, that we used to have growing up. But uh, yeah, so those are like kind of my uh, my staples, and I'm I'm very much a creature habit. I'm not, as I said, I'm not really a a foodie. I've never been a big like you know, oh, I got to try this or I got to try that or whatever. It just you know, I'll, I I We'll eat what's put in front of me, but I'm also very stubborn. I know this will come to a shock to people, but if I don't like a thing, I don't like a thing. Right. People are like, oh, you haven't tried it like this. I don't like that thing. What do you mean? You never even tried it. Doesn't matter. I'm looking at it. I know what it is. I don't like that thing. <laughs> I'm incredibly stubborn like that. So sometimes I'm sure I've mixed out on a few things and I've been pleasantly surprised on other occasions, but nine times out of ten, I'm usually right. If I, if I think a thing's not going to agree with me, I'm pretty pretty good at spotting it yeah no it's uh it's it's one of those things but you mentioned fish and chips i bet i bet you that the restaurant that i went to recently together with mari and had fish and chips could make you a pretty god dang good fish and chips mm -hmm. i'm certain of it because the all oh, the fish oh I I mm, that was guaranteed slaughtered that day. Yeah, and, coastal and, and lake people know, know. Oh yeah, what how to do fish. Oh yeah, <laughs> and they know they learn quickly how to do chips to go with fish. They do. And, uh, yeah, you can't. I'm not knocking inlanders or whatever, but 
you don't know nothing about fishing ships. Inlanders, <laughs> they they exactly. have their deer and, and moose and whatever. Yeah, you know yeah, that exactly. that's fine. That's things. fine. But yeah. they yeah. they just don't know fish, man. No, they did that. They don't. don't. Fish. They don't. And and whereas meat is is <laughs> is, is, is like when you screw it up, it's it's bad. But when you screw up fish. Oh man! Oh, <laughs> that goes horrendous. But it's so much harder to master, I'd say, mm. honestly. Um, but candy of your youth is is a question from Maria. I'm like, what? What classical candy reminds you of your youth? I gotta say, I wasn't really a candy kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it was one thing that I really enjoyed. Uh, it was just um, those Haribo uh, um, peaches, you know. Like they they had these these uh, small pallets of of, of peaches uh, that were just really chewy and and wonderful wine gum. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't know it, them, but yeah. Uh, sweet, uh, but somehow refreshing at the same time. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of my thing, but. That and um, uh, something that we would call, um, it's kind of like a lollipop uh, or, uh, or or a sucker. Like it's, uh, it's, um, uh, it's, a, it's a hard candy on, on a little stick that you just kind of put in your mouth and you just roll it around and, and suck on it and it makes a horrible noise when you try to chomp on it you know uh, okay like we we had those that were called bob the bile like it's like chopper chops but even better <laughs> and and bob the bile would mean uh, it means uh the beach ball okay you know like one of those giant blow up beach balls yeah yeah that, that's that's what it was so <laughs> different artificial candy flavors on those you know like everything from strawberry to raspberry blueberry yeah all of the normal ones you know mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my uh my go-to there was always the uh the raspberry because it okay. had it had some tang and some sweet yeah so that's probably that's my good. my kind of like if i see those now i still kind of think back to my youth so yeah mm-hmm. sounds good uh i was trying to think what i would say uh if we're talking like real childhood sort of recollections it would be thing we had a thing called uh especially around christmas time there'd be the quality street tin so like like tin's not uh, part of the name or anything that's just literally what it, what it came in it yeah. came in it so it was a massive tin full of like all sorts of different um chocolates and and, and stuff and uh you know there'd be like hard sweets in there chewy sweets in there like caramel ones and all sorts, and everyone like had their favorites and their go-to. They, then the the classic jokes or, or like was always like uh, an experience was always you'd go to the Quality Street Street Tin. It'd be like three quarters full or more. Um, only like exactly like everyone's favorite would be yeah. gone, the soft chewy caramel one. Oh or, yeah, or whatever that kind yeah, of. No, thing. I, I so, see. I see them now. I, I I've googled the picture. I see them. I recognize these. Yeah. Yeah. I recognize them mostly because they. Any time I saw a box of those, it would be full of sewing things. (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, no, I, I recognize those. Yeah. Yeah, no, anytime you have any sort of assorted stuff like that, there's yeah. the the like we we have we have a a collection bag called Twist here in Norway. Twist. Twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's like all sorts of everything from licorice to uh, sort of a Milky Way type one. There's something with nuts in it that has a certain shape and so on. Like so many different types. And their slogan is literally uh, uh, care for your favorite pieces. Like, or, or watch <laughs> over your favorite pieces, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> sounds about right, yeah. It sounds, it sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Sounds familiar. You know what else sounds familiar? What's that? Something to smile about. Nice. That does sound familiar. Nice. Yeah. Segue. Hey, thank you. I'm. I'm. I, sometimes I really nail these. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Just needs a jingle. Yeah, it needs a jingle. Uh, a jingle. Uh, jingle. Uh. <laughs> what? Why? Oh, that's right. I turned down the sound. Something to smile about. There you go. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be quick for me. Uh, on Thursday, the 1st of September, uh, I will be leaving for Tiger Town. Tiger Town is also uh, known as Oslo. Uh, in Norwegian, we say Tigestalden when we talk about it. I have no idea why, uh, but there is a giant tiger on the uh, on the front like right outside the front of the oslo central station where all the trains and everything stops uh mm-hmm. and it's gonna be my first time back in oslo ever since i moved and it's gonna be as a tourist and i'm really looking forward to it like i'm gonna have my my girlfriend there uh and but i i've also messaged so many people saying i'm coming to oslo Mm-hmm. And and people be genuinely excited, like oh my god, we need to meet, mm-hmm. like and, and having that feels good. It it's like it, it it's it's going back to a place that uh, I've had, like for so many years uh, associated with stress and, and 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 a lot of. Uh, yeah, stress in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, by all means, many good times, but generally just going around with my shoulders glued to my ears because of uh, of, of being stressed. Uh, mm-hmm. So going back there and, and just enjoying the city for what it is, uh, but also with prior knowledge of like, restaurants to go to or so on, I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to that. And that makes me smile. That sounds good. And you, you mm-hmm. with your secrets. Mm-hmm. What were so you talking I, like? uh, I, I pulled a tiger this time around and I, <laughs> uh, I picked two things to smile about. One yeah, hey, hold on. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait a minute. No, that's no, not pulling a do. tiger. Look, you don't believe me, go back and listen to our podcast. <laughs> like uh, you haven't done that before? No, well, no, but, you know, <laughs> it's not the point. Fair enough. Um, uh, knowing me and my indecisiveness at times, I probably uh, I probably started it. Uh, but anyway, um, actually, I'm just going to blame Grumpy. Um, 
Uh, <laughs> I don't think we even had this section when he was... <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, so uh, uh, Mr. Texas Hula, yeah. uh, a wonderful uh, human being that he is, has been doing all sorts of things, but also, you know, to try and balance things out and he's got his job stress and then his streaming uh, stuff to do and, and managing a family and, and health and all those kind of stuff. So he's uh, from time to time, he's just been... Uh, He'd been doing that old grandfather thing, just sitting down with a little bit of wood and a little whittling knife and just whittling away. Um, and he posts these things. And he recently, uh, this is a few weeks back, but he did somewhere. He had like little little gnomes or something like that. And he tweeted and I was able to make a comment about, about bloody gnomes or something. Um, but it's just so fun to see um, somebody who's got that creative knack and that talent but just sitting back and not trying to like make a superb, you know, not, not to say he's doing it half ass or whatever, but just like, you know, just for fun. Yeah. And then just sharing the result and saying, look, here's, here's one I whittled earlier kind of thing. Um, and it just look, they're just fantastic. It's just super little fun figurines or whatever. And then things that he's making. And cause all of his, 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 I call it artwork, you know, his, his woodwork. I've always said it's like art. Um, um, and it's, he's getting so, good now but you but also because he's got an eye for it and he know you know perfectionist that kind of artist's dilemma of like you know when is it done when does it mm. look right when you know and, you, and what if you make a little nick here or whatever so he's got all that going on and these little whitland things are like super fun because he does them really well but it's also something where you can just relax and say uh you know Ta-da, there you go yeah uh and well, that, you uh, know what that that kind of reminds me of somebody i i watch on tiktok he, he's called kim diaz holm He's a, he's an original artist mm-hmm. and he does these ink monsters mm-hmm. uh, that he does to kind of work with his own creativity. So he blots mm-hmm. down uh, uh, ink on a paper and then he blows on it or uses paper to smear it out. And then he creates a monster from that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he says they turn out great and other times they turn out bad, but it's it's all about kind of <laughs> seeing the monster and 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 working with it and and i kind of mm-hmm. imagine hula sitting there with this with this whittling and kind of going oh yeah i can turn that into this thing and then mm-hmm. ah, it didn't really quite turn out super but it's something you know yeah yeah and he's still done it like he's he's done something creative and and i yeah. i like that idea yeah exactly so that was my something to smile about because it just makes me smile to see something being created anyway and then to know that a friend's just finding a good place to be creative but also relax and and not let all them stresses and strains kind of wipe you out and and overrun you because it's so easy happens to all of us so that that's that was my one and then my secret one Mm -hmm. uh which feels like it needs some sort of dun 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 whatever was uh is actually uh just you and mari and you having so much fun together and uh in particular just to pick a specific point um but uh, i was lurking away like a champ on your uh on your little cooking and kitchen and whatnot <laughs> and just seeing you two just having a laugh and smashing a few things on the floor and, and whatnot and just but just having just feeling those good vibes and seeing you guys enjoying each other's company and being able to just chill and do some IRL stuff, which I know is not always the easiest thing to do either when no. you're used to doing the whole at the computer setup or whatever. So there's, there's all sorts of layers of anxiety and, and stresses and things and you and, and whatever. I, I you know I, I I know what I would go through for that sort of thing. So uh, I was just really chuffed to see you guys just having fun 
um and uh and i was just watching a bit of it and then you were doing your thing and talking and and come back to the computer and then doing your cooking and you're preparing or whatever and then just all of a sudden Mari just sort of her head just popped in from the side of the screen. I was like, oh, look, it's Mari. And, you know, and then I was away for a bit because I wasn't at the computer the whole time. And then coming back and just glancing across at the screen and seeing you guys like chatting and moving around the kitchen, having some fun. And it just really put a huge smile on my face. So, uh, well, there you go. That was why I kept it as a surprise so I could talk about you guys in uh, favorable terms without you going, no, we've got to end. We've run out of time. <laughs> It's as if you know me. <laughs> Weird, huh? Strange. Strange that when we've done one and a half years of exit to port now, actually over <laughs> that, and... It, wow. I'm just kind of thinking back. It's, it's It's been a hot minute, Grumbles. Yeah, sure has. Man. When am I going to send you the, your, your book of grudges? Oh, my God. I knew you'd bring that up. <laughs> That it's is so my, all you, I need you is know a what? PO box. I'm going to write down that as a grudge in it for you. Um, you should. You, that would be funny. That would be a good inscription on the on the inlay. Uh, well, they're so stupid at the post office. That I made all the effort to go to the post office and they were like, oh, yeah, you can only do that online. This is the woman works here at the post office, but she does her own thing and it all goes through the website. And I'm like, What? And then, of course, because I'd already tried the website once before, I was like, okay, I don't understand it. Not as in the language, but I just didn't see where I was supposed to be clicking or whatever. The, I have to try that again. This will be the first entry. I will make a renewed effort. Yeah. <clears throat> this will be the first entry. To whomever, whomever it may concern. <laughs> These are the voyages of the SS Crumbles. May you grudge wherever you go, and it all started with actually getting the book of grudges to grumbles, <laughs> rustling, fussling, grumbles. You know that it'll be something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds appropriate. Uh, speaking of appropriate, we are at a good length here. I think. Mm -hmm. uh, oh yeah, two and a half hours. I'm so glad we didn't open this by saying it's going to be a shorter episode or something like that. No, we'd have just been called out. It failed last time, so yeah. you know we're just gonna we're just gonna go with whatever. Mm -hmm. um, thank you everybody for listening in. As always, uh, if you have any comments, leave them here on YouTube or on Discord or on Twitter or wherever. You may be able to reach us. If you have any questions, if you have anything you think of during this one month uh, until the next one, just like hit us up. We will make notes or try to, uh, and uh, and then we'll go through them in our editorial meeting. Uh, if, you, if you have any suggestions for viewers or guests or whatever, feel free to hit us up. We, uh, we've had guests on before, and uh, I do have other people I want to have as guests. And uh, we're talking people that are in the CDD stream team that I want to talk to. Um, Dino, who's on One Hell of a Journey. I want to talk to Shelby, who has had One Hell of a Journey and is an overall fantastic guy. Um, I want to have Grumpy back mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. we've said he has a permanent spot here by all means but we haven't really extended out and said hey do you want to join us for a, 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 um, an episode mm -hmm. 
Uh, I want to have Greifer. Uh, yeah, there are so many people I want to have on this podcast, but we just need to make time. You know, maybe we could do a, an off-schedule recording so that we can then use a guest episode as a filler if there's suddenly like a, ah, sugar, the, the, the world mm -hmm. is collapsing. Let's just use this mm -hmm. episode. I don't mm -hmm. know. It's a possibility. Anyway, I just filled on uh, even more minutes trying to do yeah. an outro. Well, well done. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, let's see, it's what I do. No, that didn't work. Ah, screw it. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody for being here uh i've been the tiger he's been the grumbles mm -hmm. and as always just kind of do your thing and uh we will be looking forward to exiting to port with you in the next one goodbye Bye.